Hey, I'm Kyron. And this is Joel. And this week, Life Finds a Way on the Dialogue Options Podcast. Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing good, sir? Oh, Joel, I'm doing real good. Feeling good. nice, nice, yeah. Good times, good times were had by all. Um, I mean, I I don't want to speak for everyone. Well, 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 everyone that I'm associated with, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Sure, why not? Um... I hope I'm uh hope I'm sounding a bit better though, Kyron. I'm uh, I'm I'm like all pop filtered and all like just to pull back the curtain a little bit, but uh, pop filtered and mic shielded up. I like you know no big old pop 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 pops coming from this uh this side of things. Um, I hope so anyway. <laughs> imagine imagine if you listen back and oh, it's just like God. for that for that specific part. The pop filter's like, what if I just stop working here? That'd be funny. <laughs> just yeah, let these ones no, through. Knowing my fucking luck, it probably will. But uh, but yeah, uh, how's your week been though? Week and a half been. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we should probably like. Obviously, we had no episode last week because of adult scheduling. We had we were yep. busy people. We had things on. Yep. Yeah, no, we had uh, mainly work. Um, yeah, wow. Well. But. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I've actually I've actually got some pretty good news about work though, Kyron. Just to mm-hmm. just to toot my own horn a little bit. I don't think I've told you this yet. But uh I recently got a promotion at work. Oh nice. Uh, yeah, I am now a fully fledged supervisor at Strike Bowling High Point, so come down and see me. I'll uh uh maybe hook you up. I don't know. whatever's within my nice power. Plug. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I, I I start training next week, so that's that's a lot of fun. Um gonna be a lot more work uh, and a lot of uh hard times but it's gonna be it's gonna be worth it in the long run so yeah that's that's pretty much the only exciting thing that's really happened for me this week um <laughs> uh i did well, see ant-man and the wasp last weekend i was about to say that was probably the only other exciting thing that happened to me was i saw ant-man and the wasp as well yes. so um very good yeah i thought very... it, like, it 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 didn't mm. it didn't blow me away but it got the job done no, exactly, and I think it it was it's the perfect palate cleanser after Infinity War, which sort of goes without saying. But um, I mean, it's also it is also a reminder. It, yeah, there's that too. But you know, without getting into spoilers or anything like that. But um, if you're looking for just a good, fun, like standalone Marvel romp, like you can go. And if you liked the first movie, especially, like it's. I think I really, really, really enjoyed it. It. It's it's so silly and and uh, and dumb, but I really had a good time with it. Chuckled all the way through it, which was really good. Just wholesome chuckling, which was good. Um, but yeah, um, I'm trying to think what else is. I've, I played D and D on the weekend. That was fun. Playing with my regular crew and our monthly games. Now that was a lot of fun. 
I also had the best burger I've had in such a long time while I was at D&D. Holy shit. It was like life changing. Uh, it seriously was. I honestly. Uh, all right, was, man. I'm not doubting you. Oh, I, I almost want to keep traveling out to visit our friend who lives like an hour away just to have that burger again. Like, whoa. Oh, boy. He's listening to this too, by the way. So, yeah, Ben, if I randomly decide I want to, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm coming out for a visit. You know why? It's, I definitely want to. I definitely want to catch you up with you. want to see him. I definitely want to catch up with you and your wife and your baby, like for sure. But you've also, already shown your hand, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, true. But also very good burger. Um, but yeah, that's about that's about it. Should we? Uh, uh anything else to add, Karen? Not really. Uh, yeah, again, I haven't really done much. Just worked and saw that movie and have yeah, been playing some games. And that's about it. Sweet. Well, speaking of games, I think it's probably time. We checked in with the quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. All right. So round two for our uh, our new format of the show, obviously. Uh, we're going to check in with our quest log, which is just what we've been playing over the week. With a fun new sparkly name. Um, I've played not little, but I've I've just played uh, a lot of one game in particular and something else that's kind of kind of tiny. So um do you uh do you want to kick us off this week, Karen? Oh Joel, you don't know what you've opened up by letting me open mm-hmm. this up. No, I'm actually really excited to hear about this. Uh I've heard I guess mixed things about this game, but also like from people who are really wanting to play the game. Like, lots of good things. Very good yes. things. So. Mm. so, I'll open with my big one first, because it's honestly what I've spent basically the last four or five days just playing non-stop <laughs> when I've had a chance, because I pick up the controller, I start playing, and I can't put it down, and that is Jurassic World Evolution. Awesome. Awesome. Because who doesn't want to run your own dinosaur park? And if you say me, then you're a crazy person, because it's awesome <laughs> to run a dinosaur park and have dinosaurs. It's fantastic. Uh, so it's developed by um by Frontier, who I think have done some work on the Roller Coaster Tycoon series in the past. I think uh, I read that they worked on was... the Xbox Zoo Tycoon. Yeah, I, I yeah. Hang on, let's have a look. I pull up their wiki. Let's see. All right, cool. I, I think I I think I heard that, which kind of makes sense because it seems like sort of a very similar game, just with with dinosaurs. Oh man, they're actually all, all over the place. Not in terms of like. Just in terms of genre, they have worked on Roller Coaster Tycoon in the past. Okay. Uh, Elite Dangerous, Zoo Tycoon's in there. Oh. So yeah, they, these guys are sort of all over the shop. But Ooh, Some decent games there, yeah. Mm, yeah, definitely. Some good variety there. But uh, Jurassic World Evolution, for those who aren't aware, I guess, like the the premise of Jurassic Park or Jurassic World, and I don't think anyone out there is one of those people, but just in case, <laughs> uh, you were charged with the duty of running a successful dinosaur-filled dinosaur filled theme park, which is obviously amazing. And exactly, I remember yeah. when it was first announced, I wasn't 100% sure because I am always very cautious with a lot of these sort of... It's technically a film tie-in game, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, it's a franchise, so a licensed product. Yeah, and it is like... When you play the game, it does have specific dinosaurs from Jurassic World and from Fallen Kingdom. Okay. So, uh, yeah. I I fired it up, and I didn't really know what to expect, because, again, I haven't really played Zoo Tycoon or like the, any of the, the other games they've made in the same vein. But, Joel, okay. oh, it's just really good. 
that's what I keep hearing from people who are like sort of kind of moderately into playing the game. I think critically it's not doing amazing, but um, yeah, from people who've like picked up the game and just said, yeah, dude, it's really good. <laughs> if if what you want to do is just spend some time laying out a cool theme park, but instead of like sweet rides, you have even cooler dinosaurs because dinosaurs are better than rides. Well, uh, yeah. look, that's 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 subject to, you know. Hey, don't even come at me saying that a ride is cooler than a dinosaur. Look, I look for someone like me who's very you, much into you theme parks. You haven't seen my my pen full of like five or six raptors. Uh, okay, fair enough. That's true. I haven't seen that. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So essentially, the game operates on like a it's it's you have to juggle keeping your dinosaurs happy and keeping your customers happy. Okay. Uh, personally, I always slant towards keeping my dinosaurs happy because people are replaceable, and yep, these dinosaurs true. cost me millions of dollars to make. So you know, yep, fair clearly enough. more important. Uh, uh, along along the way, yeah. you are uh, your primary. You've got like a few like original characters who I can't remember names of honestly, because as <laughs> you're running your park, you have to basically you will be trying to impress a science, an entertainment, and a security division. And they will okay. offer you various contracts as you're progressing through the game. And those contracts range from pretty simple, basic things like apply an upgrade to this building. And you're like, oh, all right, that was uh, that was easy. And they're like, oh, sweet, here's some money. To some more elaborate ones like, say, keep your power on for 10 minutes or ensure no guests are eaten by carnivores for five minutes or create a specific dinosaur with a very specific uh, genome enhancement modification. Okay. And so, yeah, that's that's sort of what they're for. But, of course, besides that, there is another character who returns. Lending mm. his voice to this game is, of course, Jeff Goblin. Yes. As Dr. Ian Malcolm, which strikes me as such a weird choice. I mean, obviously, he was in Fallen Kingdom, <laughs> sort of, I guess. Uh, for a little <laughs> bit, but uh, he's the strangest character to bring back, I think, out of all the Jurassic Park characters, because anyone who's seen the movies knows how Ian Malcolm feels about dinosaurs. So yeah. most of the time, you're making your park, and he's in your ear going, it's not really a good idea, though, is it? I'm like, <laughs> I mean, no, probably not, Ian, but just let me make my T-Rex. <laughs> it's, I, I think from a, from a like business point of view i think it's a fucking no-brainer winner because oh yeah you just gotta look at the internet and like jeff goldblum is like one of the biggest memes at the moment yeah yeah something happened in the last year or so of jeff goldblum like he's really Mm. embraced who he Mm. is and it's it's doing really well for him i think it, it, it seems like it was ever since like just before or like when ragnarok was being filmed that's when it sort of really kicked into overgear and then you see Thor Ragnarok, what? and you see the character he's playing, and it's like, that you're just Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah you, you are just Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> you are not playing a character. They didn't even give you a script, did they? They just let you go run wild on set. Gave you, like, a couple of points you needed to hit, and that's it. Um, and it yeah, certainly was good redemption nuts. for him after that Independence Day sequel, which was really bad. Oh, yeah, I have not watched that. Do not yeah. want to Don't. watch that. Don't watch it. Honestly, I was <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, Jeff Goblin will get me through this, but oh, no, yeah, nah. not worth no, I'm it. Good. I'm good. Uh, but I'm yeah, good. so Ian, Ian Malcolm is in your ear a fair bit. He'll he'll have some fun banter and you'll always be like, Ian, I just want to make dinosaurs. I get that you don't like dinosaurs. You've had two very terrible experiences with dinosaurs. 
but I just want to make him. Uh, apart from him, they don't have the actors, but they do have sound likes for Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt for Owen okay. and Claire, I think is, is Bryce's current yeah, name. Sure. Um, but yeah, so like throughout the course of your exploits of setting up your park, they will occasionally chime in with with nuggets of wisdom or just the same dialogue you've heard a hundred times where you're like, I I didn't need to hear that again. Some yep. of it, especially uh, Owen Grady, Chris Pratt's character, he has some dialogue where he talks about, he's like, sometimes you just got to let these animals run free and including if that means like killing things, you just got to let it happen. And every time he says it, I freak out because I'm like, did a dinosaur get out? Is that what you're... <laughs> He's never hinting towards it, but the very first time I heard that, like, I was just panically just scrolling from my park going, what happened? Is something wrong? It's like, there must be a reason he said this. There must yeah. be some sort of meaning but, behind it, yeah. But it just wasn't, or not that I could tell, because all my dinosaurs were happily in their enclosure still, and he was just doing it to give me a spook. Stupid uh, Alan Grady. Fair enough. He's doing you a concern. He uh, did me a very, very real concern. A heckin' concern. A heckin' concern. Um, but... Yeah, like uh, it's the the gameplay itself is pretty simple. If, if you've ever played any of these sort of building games, mm-hmm. uh, you've got your various different buildings to sort of operate your park. There's an expedition center which you will send your teams out to get fossils to get the dinosaur DNA, the dino DNA, okay, to create dinosaurs. You've got your fossil center, which is when the expedition comes back, they will process the fossils there and you'll get like a, you've got to sort of build up the genome. You can't start making a dinosaur until you hit 50%. So you will be sending out a lot of expeditions and hoping for, because the the fossil drops have star ratings, I guess, so you can denote the rarity and how much you'll get out of them. So you're always hoping for a sweet four star ambers, but you usually get like the two star garbage and you're like, yeah, it's fine. This is acceptable. A bit of RNG in there. For that one. Yeah. I think yeah. it's there to sort of to keep you sending them on, on expeditions, otherwise you would get the dinosaurs quite quickly. But I mean as far as dinosaurs go, there's a lot as well. It seems legit too, because like, you know, you're not gonna go out every time no. you're out on a on a real life fossil expedition and find like fucking super sick dinosaur DNA every time. Yeah. Like You're like, ah oh, sweet, yeah. got amber. I can immediately make a dinosaur from this. It's like, no no, you yeah. found like a footprint. It's like ah, that's that's something, I guess. It makes it more but, special uh, when you do get those big drops, I guess, yeah. Yes. Uh, so that's uh, And then there's also the research center, which will allow you to research various upgrades for your park, uh, different fences, the ever-important electric fence, which obviously anyone who knows anything about dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, you will want. It's like a They're, character of its own. Yeah, It really is. <laughs> the, the fences also have their little like danger 10,000 volts sign on them, which is a nice touch. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Um, at, the, at the research center, you can also upgrade like various like you can like all your buildings have like upgrade slots you can put things on there to like increase the chance of a dinosaur incubating because again that is also another little element of rng the the more of the genome of that dinosaur you have you can alter its dna more but doing so will drastically reduce the chance of it successfully incubating so it is a bit of a gamble so you got to be careful when you're really messing with the nitty-gritty of your dinos because they could just fail. And that's that can, okay. for some of the dinosaurs and for some of the enhancements, that can be millions of dollars just down the drain. So it's right. a nice way to sort of like, obviously, first of all, get, make you really be sure that you're making the right choices. And if you are going for a dinosaur that's got a very low chance, you better make sure you've got like the incubate success rate upgrades on your hatcheries. Okay. But... And the last thing you can sort of upgrade there is also a lot of uh, 
disease resistances for dinosaurs and cures for stuff just because they will get sick and you will have to cure them. It's just a thing you're going to have to deal with. And again, very early on, it's pretty easy. I think it was the second Darwin, my first dinosaur got sick. I was like, oh, I'll just... Because you can send rangers to go heal them if they take damage. It's like, fine, I'll go heal you. It's like, oh, no, he's sick, man. you got to go research this cure. I'm like, ah, shit. <laughs> Quick to the research <laughs> center. This dinosaur was expensive. Yep. Uh, and the other sort of buildings are sort of just general park buildings. Yeah, the hatcheries are where you can hatch your dinosaurs. There are, like, viewing platforms. You can get the uh, the little balls. The guy with gyro... Oh, yeah, 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 whatever they're called, yeah. Yeah, those little, you can get those and sort of have them on a set track around dinosaur enclosures. Uh, the guests love it. Of course, there's all your usual theme park stuff like restaurants and fast food places and gift shops and all that stuff that'll, over time, your guests will want more fun or they'll want food or drink and you've got to sort of leverage your space with the buildings they want. And you can also right. obviously increase staff as they start to fill up as well to avoid that dreaded overcrowding. Mm-hmm. But... Let's be honest here, the star of this game is the dinosaurs, and... Right. Man, they're cool. Like, when I made my first raptor, and he, and he popped out and did his, like, little, his little communication sound from the movies, it was just like, ah, oh, music to my ears. Right. The T-Rex comes out, does, like, the iconic roar. It's just like, ah, oh, beautiful. I'm, uh... I, I, after watching my... Because my wife loves these types of games, like... Yeah, loves them. Ash is a huge fan of like park building, especially when there's some sort of like, I guess creature involved. Like I, I downloaded because Zoo Tycoon on Xbox One is on the is on Games Pass. Um, so I downloaded it for it. I was like, yeah, do you want to give it a go? She's like, yeah, I because she was telling me before we got the Xbox. She's like, I had this biggest hankering to play Zoo Tycoon again, and she doesn't have a laptop at the moment. And so when we got the Xbox, I was like, hey, it's on Games Pass, like. Do you want me to download it for you? And she's like, yes, please. And then she had like a, a week off. I think she had like a like annual leave and literally like played nothing but that. She was obsessed with it. Um That's that's been me with this game. Like <laughs> Yeah. So I'm like and she I know for a fact that she loves the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World movies. Um and uh yeah, so she <laughs> I, I'm probably gonna get this for her at some point. Or she she's I think thinking about picking it up herself. Um, well, it is very yeah. good. Like again, if you if you if if she enjoyed Zoo Tycoon, or if you just like building theme parks with animals, then yes, get it because the dinosaurs are great. There's a decent yep. variety. I think there's about or oh, at least forty three or so dinosaurs, and you've That's got decent. like your your popular ones, like you know your T Rex, your Velociraptor, Triceratops, Stegosaurus, all those ones. Uh, minor little note for the developers who aren't listening to this podcast, but the Stegosaurus <laughs> was not a late Cretaceous dinosaur. Sorry. No, Ooh. it wasn't. <laughs> you burnt. Pretty sure it was Jurassic <laughs> because I remember seeing it in Lost World and going, oh, hey, look, it's an actual dinosaur from the Jurassic era. That's neat. Yep. In Jurassic Park. <laughs> but the Stegosaurus is there and amazing. And they're also just somewhat not... I mean, I guess it depends on how into dinosaurs you are. There are some ones that maybe people haven't heard of. I was very happy to see the Deinonychus pop up in there, which... All you got to do is do a bit of a Google about Deinonychus and Velociraptor to, to learn of its history in the Jurassic Park series, just because of name switches and how what the Velociraptor actually is versus what the Deinonychus is, and it was just cool to see that in there as well. Uh, the stupid Spinosaurus from Jurassic Park 3 is in there. That pissed me off, but oh well. 
Um, you, gotta ha- you gotta have the good. You gotta have the bad. Like that's yeah, it's true. Yeah. There's just there's a lot. There's a there's a lot of dinosaurs like Brachiosaurus, uh, Apatosaurus. There's plenty of like the four legged ones. Like the the Australian one of the Australian dinosaurs got in there was like the Mudabarosaurus. Oh god, goofy as hell. I'm like I I still resent that Australia doesn't really have any super cool dinosaurs. Uh, if you know of any, send them to me. I want to know. But as far as yeah. I'm aware, we have nothing super impressive, which just sucks. I must admit, I found out. I, I want to ask you if this this particular dinosaur is in the game because. Um, Ash was oh, speaking of dinosaurs and Ash. She was playing um, the mobile game, which is like Pokemon Go, but with Jurassic Park, basically. Yeah. Um, yep. And she's like, like fully. She hasn't played it for a little while. I think she's back on Pokemon Go now. But um, I think ever since Let's uh, Let's Go got announced, and she's like, well, fuck it, let's go back to it. Um, but I think she still plays it every now and then. But she was showing me her dinosaurs, and I saw one, and I was like, surely, surely that's a made-up dinosaur. She's like, no, they're all real dinosaurs. I'm like, no. And so I looked it up, and it is real. Uh, what the is it? Anno- Anoyasaurus? <laughs> no, it's no, not sorry. in the game. No, sorry, Irritatosaurus, I think it is. Yeah. No, that, that one has not made the cut into the 43. <laughs> uh, legit dinosaur, by the way. Irritatosaurus. And I was like, what the fuck? They, they were really scraping the bottom of the barrel with that one, weren't they? <laughs> to be fair, like, there are worse dinosaurs, Joel. Yeah, oh, true. I, I want to say it's for like it's a worst dinosaur in general, but just based on name, it's uh, everyone's favorite Australian dinosaur. Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> the Quantosaurus. Oh no! Yes, John. No. Yes. No. <laughs> no. No. People shouldn't. This is the dinosaur equivalent of people naming their kids Khaleesi. Like that's <laughs> like that's the. I apologize oh, if anyone out there has has a kid and they're named Khaleesi, but come on. Like, really. <laughs> I'm sorry, but come on. Uh, uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's a, a very good range of dinosaurs from the carnivore and herbivore variety. Also, both of the hybrids from the two movies make it in. So, the Indominus Rex and the Indoraptor are both in there. And, it's oh, I should actually mention, to rewind it back, back a bit to buildings there are two buildings i didn't mention which are very they're, they're pretty fun they're the buildings that sort of let you get down in your park and sort of explore it cool. so there's the acu center which essentially houses your helicopter which you will be using to trank your dinosaurs should they bust out of a fence or if you just want to trank them in the pen and move them uh you can do that automatically or you can jump behind the the scope and actually do the tranking yourself which is very satisfying it's a That's bit cool janky but like i don't know for what it is it's very cool and it's, a, it's a it's a feature that they probably didn't have to put in the game and so like and probably didn't want to spend too much yeah time but on. it's just cool it's yeah. fair um I, i've got i've got a live update by the way just about the uh, i did mention that the irritatosaurus dinosaur yep. was uh, uh my wife is listening from the other room she's just messaged me and said it's just the irritator not the irritatosaurus so there you go <laughs> Slightly that's, less that's, dumb. Yeah, I, I think that edges, like, Quantosaurus edges that out well and truly, then. Yeah, Quantosaurus definitely edges that one out for sure. <laughs> um, but I just thought, I thought I'd put that in and now she just messaged that's me there. I've got, that's got a live correction on the air. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one I wanted to talk about briefly is the Ranger Center, which houses your sweet little Jurassic Park Jeeps, which you can have up to three per center. These ones will be the ones you sort of put out to to medicate your dinosaurs or like fill up their feeders uh or again much like a helicopter you can jump behind the wheel and drive around your park and 
again, because I guess I can understand why, because of the nature of a game, your dinosaurs will not attack you. Although I did have a hilarious thing happen when I was in my T-Rex paddock where it was running towards me because they will try to scare you sometimes. Right. And it was running at me and it charged into me and sort of just, it ran over my car and flipped it around. And was just a weird little, I'm like, I'm not sure if that was meant to happen, but it was hilarious. Very funny. (laughs) Uh, You can also use your little ranger jeeps to take photos as well, which is very cool. And yeah, it's just fun. I I do want to mention briefly though, because I am playing on console, the game sometimes can be a bit much for the poor old PS4. I'm not sure if I just didn't think I would make as many dinosaurs as I make. But man, if you give me the option to make dinosaurs, I'm going to make lots. And I have had the game crash a couple of times. Or the frame rate will sort of just sort of stutter pretty badly as I jump across my park, which is to to be fair, it's filled with thousands of people like probably upwards of 50 dinosaurs and a bunch of buildings and there's a lot going on so I, it looks surprisingly good for what it is right but sometimes it will just it with ps4 would be like no this is too much please stop no. yeah. stop making dinosaurs have they been patching it pretty frequently since launch or uh, is it i haven't i don't think there's been any patches yet uh but it's the, the game's release was really weird it came out digitally like in the middle of june and the physical version only just came out last week, so I'm not sure what right. was going on there. So they could still be working on stuff. I don't know. Okay. Uh, the game does feature the five islands of death, of course, from Jurassic Park, which means there are like the three that I can't remember the names of now, but the three that haven't been included, or the infamous Isla Sauna and Nubla are also both in there, which is very cool. The game cool. has such a the trophy list of this game. I'm going to platinum it just because the trophy list is just a list of just really cool Jurassic Park references, and it makes me happy. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah, um, I do like a good fun trophy list, and this one, it's tickling my, my fun spot. Awesome. That's really cool. I The only things I wish it included, it doesn't have any of the aquatic dinosaurs or the, like, the, the aerial ones, but I'm sort of, fingers crossed, hoping it does well enough to get like expansions down the road, because it would be yeah. cool to have like the Mosasaurus or Pterodactyls or anything like that. But alas, not there yet. Also, that seems like a that seems like a pretty no brainer for DLC for sure. That's what I thought, especially because yeah. some of the areas do have like large bodies of water as well, so it could very easily right. be implemented. I say that with no knowledge of how they would implement it. I assume it would be easy. Well, yeah. Uh, I should actually also before we move on mention the two other parts of this game that make it very much Jurassic Park, and that is the weather. On a couple of the islands, you will get tropical storms, which of course can knock out your power. Also spook your dinosaurs, who are then, of course, bust out and wreak havoc, and you've got to sort of get your helicopters to go around, trank them all, and put them back in their enclosures when the rangers fix the fences. And there's another mechanic with the factions that I nearly forgot to mention entirely. And so as they're giving you contracts, if you start neglecting particular factions too much, they'll become unhappy. And you can check on this in your... I think it's like faction summary or like mission summary. It'll tell you... It'll give you a sabotage rating, because if you neglect a particular one too many times, they will straight up just, they'll just nedger you and they'll sabotage you and they'll knock out your gates and all your dinosaurs will get out. So, okay. Make sure you keep them all happy. (laughs) Okay. Yep. For sure. Personally, I think if, if, if any of them sabotage me, I should be allowed to just feed them to my dinosaurs, but the game didn't let me, which bummed me out. But, (laughs) but yeah, I, again, I don't, I, if you like Jurassic Park, then you'll probably get a kick out of this game. There's a lot of, there's a decent amount of nostalgia here. Seeing a lot of the dinosaurs just roaming in their little pens is cool. 
uh, when they engage in combat, there are some some moments from the movies that are perfect. Like the way the raptors sort of will tackle humans is very reminiscent of uh, poor old poor old Muldoon in Jurassic Park One, and it's just yep. man. I'm so glad that, that regardless of what people think about Fallen Kingdom, I'm just glad that Jurassic Park is back in a way. I've missed it. I like it. Yeah, fair enough. Absolutely. And I mean, there's obviously a market there for it, for sure. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that, that's honestly, I, you can check your game time. I've, I've clocked like 50 hours on this thing already. It's insane. I can't stop. Oof. I Oof. should stop, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta make more dinosaurs, man. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, gotta fill a park. Gotta fill a park. I got, I've got like five star ratings on my islands, and I'm on. When you get to uh, to Nublar, it's basically the sandbox island, so you have unlimited currency. You can change your time of day and weather whenever you want. It's sort of your reward for for acing the first island. But the the other islands all have scenarios, so you start off pretty basic. And the second island's like, oh, but what if it was in the afternoon and like carnivores are now really what people want to see? You'll work yep. your way down to like the stormy islands where your power gets knocked out a lot. And yeah, it, it, it keeps things interesting. It's never super hard. Like sometimes if too many diners get out, it can be a bit of a pain in the ass to like track them all down and put them back in their pens. But I mean, that's just a part of dinosaurs getting out of their paddocks, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And also too, like, I guess that the way that that's structured is sort of like a typical uh, like sandbox park builder game campaign. Yeah. It has like scenarios that you go through. It's like, what yeah, if exactly. this happened? Yeah. What if you had a park get... that was based around this? And you're like, all right, cool. And you have to adapt on the fly sort of thing. Yeah. I wasn't paying super close attention to a lot of the, the dialogue going on in the background, but there is lots of chatting from Ian Malcolm and all those. And uh, old mate uh, Henry Wu, of course, the, 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 the guy responsible for dinosaurs in the first movie who suddenly just became overtly evil in the most recent two. <laughs> just going full Bond villain going, what if I made dinosaurs and sold them as weapons? And you're like, I remember when you hatched that baby raptor in the first movie. And I was like, you're an all right guy. Yeah. Not anymore. Nope. Uh, so yeah, there is something going on there, but don't stress too much about the story. You're just here to make cool theme parks, fill off dinosaurs, listen to the sweet Jurassic Park theme. And occasionally yep. you have Jeff Goldblum's voice in your ear and it's, it's good. Do you get to build the gates? That, no, Joel, and it bums me out. Oh, that's that's so. That sucks. That sucks. A bit. Even though you can, you can see your little gates because the the train the passengers come by a monorail. Yeah. But and you can open and close your park. And I was really hoping if you closed your park, the gates would close, but they don't. But oh. I mean, maybe I'm just asking too much. But I would like if that at, was a thing. Does it at least play the song when you open the park? Does it give you Mate, like the when, fanfare? When you go to when you go to the island, it does play you a fanfare. And oh, that's cool. If you make like a, a herbivore dinosaur, like a herbivore, you'll get like a nice little Jurassic Park jingle. And if you make a, a carnivore, you get a much more ominous one. Awesome. But hey, That's great. people people want to see the meat eaters. They want to see the meat eaters. That's what oh, they want. They so yeah, I've got to be- give them the meat eaters. <laughs> because people are bloodthirsty animals when it comes down they to it. Exactly. Yeah. They want to watch yeah. a T-Rex. And even though it would be much safer, just watch a Triceratops. They're like, no, no, I want the huge carnivore that would eat me whole. I'm not the peaceful horned dinosaur boring yeah that you put them at the start and then you you build up to the to the the, the big meat eaters at the end yeah oh man when i got my first t-rex like because all the dinosaurs do have like preferences for their paddocks which again it makes sense they all have their sort of own unique personalities for what, for what they prefer 
Right. Uh, some of them like more grassland. Some of them prefer more forests. Again, general size of a paddock will make them happy. And really juggling a lot of all that stuff, it becomes very important in the later islands when the areas are smaller. And you need to have like a, a pen full of mixed dinosaurs, but some of them won't play well or they don't like huge populations. Or if you do have like a stegosaurus, you have to have like four or five of them to keep them calm and you know enclosed. And yeah, just sort of learning a lot of that stuff as you go along is just... That little bit of extra reward, you you feel like you've you've got it figured out when you get to the next island. You're like, no, it's okay. I can I can get this much money very early on by just packing out these dinosaurs and making people happy. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. great. It's a fun game. I again, I'm surprised at how much I'm liking it. I just I just didn't think I would. I mean, I knew I'd at least find it fun, but the fact that it hooked me so quickly and so violently has just been great. <laughs> oh boy. Awesome. Awesome. Have you been playing anything else this week, Kyron? Uh I did I, I a little bit. I played a little bit of Absolver when it went up for the plus games this month. Okay, cool, yeah. I, I did dip my toe very briefly into this as well. Yeah, again I've only literally played a few hours, so it's hard to really get a gauge on it in full. It was mm-hmm. definitely it's one of the first time in a long time when the Plus games have updated and I've been excited because Absolver is a game I've always looked at but yep. always been like, ah, next time. Next time it's on sale, I'll get it. And now yeah. I just own it thanks to Plus. It's always been like on, very, very, very on the outskirts of it but on my radar. Um, I think you actually brought it to my attention and I was like, I, that looks sweet. Got a cool art style and really interesting like mechanics to it as well. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the the original thing, I'm just going to quickly fact-check myself before I say this. Um, okay. I remember seeing a tweet about it, about the soundtrack. Oh. And I'm pretty sure, I'm just going to double-check the composer. I think I know who you're talking about, yeah. and I think you might it is, be right. It is, it is Austin Wintory, yeah. So yep. I saw Austin Wintory was tweeting about this new thing he was working on, and that's yep. sort of what got it into my line of sight. And of course, yeah, developed by Slow Clap and published by Devolver. And it's, yep. yeah, it's it's a really strange game, Joel. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. It does have it, some of that Soulsborne-esque, like, area design where it sort of wraps around in itself and you have points where you can rest, but you mm. can level up anywhere from what I can tell. Yeah, but it also has, I think, probably when people put the comparisons up to the Soulsborne series with this game. It's more so the very like calculated combat that you need to yes. go into go into with um honestly which is great. <laughs> it does have the calculated combat of, of Soulsborne, but honestly, to go one step further, like the combat is much more fighting game. Yeah. Yeah, true very true. Because it's all it's, I mean it's all I, I mean so is like Bloodborne and stuff like that, but it's all melee and a lot of like martial arts based yeah, combat. and I guess the reason I would sort of, again, go down to fighting game angles, because obviously in Bloodborne, you would equip, like, a saw or a, a blunderbuss as your weapon and all that. In this one, like, it's very cool. You do have, like, physical equipment to change your appearance, but mm-hmm. the bulk of what you'll be doing is messing with your moves because your weapons are basically different parts of a combo, and you will build your own combos by equipping certain things, and you can sort of track mm-hmm. damage, and yeah, it's just... <sighs> It's weird, but like when you see like the pieces come together for a little a little tiny three hit combo you made, it's just like that was satisfying. That was cool. Yep. And like being able to switch stances with yes. I think it's R one and using the like left stick. 
Like, yeah, and also yeah. like, and using the right stick, you can sort of face whichever way you want, depending like regardless of who you're locked on to, which changes which yep. which moves come out. Yeah, like it's this is a game that again I don't want to talk about it too much because I've only put a few hours in, but it yeah, seems like it would be incredibly rewarding if you really sunk your teeth into it. It does seem to have pretty good co-op as well. As I was running around the world, there was a couple of randoms that were really fun to play along with. They helped me in a lot of the uh, big brawls because again, when you're solo. Suddenly, in this sort of game, a three v one becomes very difficult. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like imagine like Batman combat, but like on steroids. <laughs> it's yeah. amped amped up to eleven. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's really great. Yeah, it's definitely a game I'm going to try to sink more time into. It's just a matter of finding more time for it. But exactly. Yeah, from what I've played, it's definitely interesting. If you yeah, have plus, sure. I recommend checking it out. I mean, like, the barrier of entry at the moment is sort of, you know, non-existent if you've got Plus. Yeah, like, if you've got a Plus um, get subscription, you've got it. It's yours. Yeah, and it's uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, I, I wouldn't mind jumping into some co-op with you. I think that'd be kind of fun. We'll, we'll definitely try to tee up a session because, yeah, what I was playing with for randoms was very fun. Yeah, same, likewise. And they, they were just there, and they weren't super annoying either they were no i had my, to... I had mostly nice people but i think it's because a lot of people were probably in the same boat when it went to plus everyone's like i don't know what i'm doing yeah i had one guy try to fight me kicked his fucking ass i had a guy fight me as well yeah beat the shit out of him i'm like go fuck yourself mate better check yourself before you wreck yourself um but yeah I like did... i i really like how technical like you like you said it, it's a very like technical game in terms yes. of the way the combat operates and it's it's really interesting to see like you said uh how some in the right hands this game could be magic to watch like pure yeah, magic. the movement like the animation on the movement is so good mm, yeah yeah and um the art style is really cool i like the character design as well like the masks uh, yeah it's have. very it's very really cool. simplistic which mm. i think just again it just allows it be a, a a better game like it i think it can run better with just a lot of that stuff scaled back the environments yep. aren't super detailed but they still have a nice touch to them although i i get lost constantly in this game oh god yeah god me too like it, nothing makes sense that well no. um and yeah. like when you when you rest at the at the bonfires i'm just going to call them that uh it yep. does bring up a small mini map on the side of a screen but it's i don't know i don't know if it's just me i just couldn't really make heads or tails of it Nope. too competently nope nope and it's a small map too but i'm just like nope no idea where yeah. i am and so i'm just gonna try so, and wander around so i've done one boss fight i know that i did a boss fight too and it was tough yeah, yeah it was it was really tough it took me a couple of goes but it was, it, was it, seemed, fun. it seemed like the boss fights again i'm not sure if this is different because you can you can opt into like co-op sessions and it might change it but the boss fight was a solo instance for me i'm not sure if that's always the case right. okay that makes yeah. sense i feel i feel the same I don't think anyone tried to come in with me, but like, yeah, yeah. I think the people that were near me sort of faded off into obscurity when I entered yeah, the it, arena. It's worth mentioning that the the general run of a mill co op is done journey style or destiny style, yep. where you will just cross paths with people in in like those particular instances. But there yep. are you do have the ability to like actively send an invite to someone. So I don't know what that does. We'll have to try it out and find out. Yeah, but I yeah, sure. I'm I'm interested to play more of this game for sure. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's a really, really cool game. And like you said, it's free at the moment, so fucking yeah, why not? Plus, yeah, check it out. <laughs> why wouldn't you? Um, um, that's really about it, though, Joel, for me. Cool. Awesome. 
Well, what about uh, yourself, though? Yeah, well, uh, I like I said, I haven't really played much. I've I've played a lot of game, basically. Let's put it that way. Um, so I, I've I've obviously been like chipping away at Hollow Knight still, and still absolutely adoring that game. It's, it's just every time I play it, it just moves further and further up in my list of like favorite games of all time. I just there's something about it that I'm. I was saying to you before I started recording that I sit down to play it. And then next minute I look at the clock and I'm like, oh shit, it's been four hours. Like it, <laughs> I, it just melts away. And it, I, I keep finding new things and new stuff that I want to try and explore and new areas and new items and new things I want to try and level up and new challenges I want to overcome. And it's just, it's just a sensational game. Please go and buy fucking Hollow Knight. It is just so damn good. Um, it, it like a borderline masterpiece of a game. I just fucking adore it so much um i haven't felt myself this enraptured with a game uh really in a long while uh, and it's just really really great to see and especially because it's an australian developer as well it's like the icing on the cake or the cherry on the top the team cherry on top oh um, yeah i get it because it because it's made by team cherry that's the, the developer yeah it, it is um i get it <laughs> but yeah, i see what you just, did yeah, uh, it's just a, a game that keeps on giving every time I play it. But um, I I put it down because uh, like over last week, just because I was I was sort of getting to the end and I was sort of starting to feel a tad burnt out about it. Like not in a bad way. I was just like, all right, I I think I need to mix my like my games up and play something different. Um, so I honestly, Joel, it's really easy to get burnt out on a good game. So like, yeah, it never no, hurts to absolutely. have something you can sort of mix in with it. Absolutely. Um, so I've gone like two completely different games, really, um, it, it, uh, that I've played. Uh, one that you're very familiar with and one that I don't think you know about at all, um, which I'll start with that one. Uh, it's going to take very short time amount uh, to talk about it because it's only in like a very early alpha build at the moment. Uh, and there's a game called Dicey Dungeons. Um, I was When I was doing some research over the weekend uh, for like... Uh, new stories to bring for Dope or Nope this week. Uh, this popped up on Reset Era. Um, and it is a, a a dice rolling roguelike. So, um, uh, and I like both of those things very much so. I like dice-based games, like like push your luck kind of dice-based games or like dice allocation um, resource management almost games, um, especially in the board game world. A- and also roguelikes. So I was like, well, yeah, why not? Uh, it's in alpha at the moment. Uh, you can pay for it on itch.io, uh, or itch.io, uh, however you pronounce that. I'm not really sure. Um, and yeah, so it's like $7, $7.50 US at the moment. Uh, and they, they're like, it's going to cost more when it comes out. So if you want to uh, okay. support it, if you want to support it, jump in now. And I was like, fuck it. So the version that they've got at the moment is actually a browser-based version. So Okay. Yeah, so it runs in the browser. Uh, so I played through the alpha as one character. You've got, like, I think four or five characters to choose from at the moment. Um, and, yeah, basically it's, like, moving through, like, a a, a, a very basic-looking dungeon. Uh, and then you go into battle with enemies or you find chests or stores and things like that. Uh, and when you go into battle, you roll your dice. And depending on how many, what level you are, you uh, it depend, determines how many dice you have. So I think you start with, like, three dice. And you roll them, um, and then you can allocate them to your equipment. So you might have a shield or a sword or like a magic attack. 
uh, and it'll be like, you know, say you want to attack with your sword, it'll be like, um, does that amount of damage. However much you rolled, it'll do that much damage. Um, but it might have a maximum on it. It might be like a maximum of five, so you can't put a six in there. It won't work. So you can have up to five in there for a dice. So if you roll like a two, you can put it in there, it'll do two damage. Same goes for shields. You can block, you can set up like the amount of shield that you, you can sort of put up. Um, things start to get really interesting though when you start to get uh, more dice and you get more different items. So sometimes I, I think I had at one point I had a broadsword, which was basically like whatever the dice displayed, which didn't have a maximum on it. So I could have six um, plus one. So it would be like, you know, say I rolled a six, it would do seven damage. Um, then I had other things with like uh, status effects, like fire and uh, frost and poison. I had a poison attack with one of the ones I had. So it basically would do, um, it would do like, based it would do two damage plus however much uh, you rolled on the dice of poison damage. And that would stack up and each turn it would take, it would count down one, but it would take off, say that the enemy character's got uh, like, six poison damage on it. It would take six damage and it would drop down to five. So the next turn it would take five poison damage on top of whatever else you're doing to it. Man, um, poison damage is like the best thing to use in video games. Oh yeah, yeah. It was really it's the worst it thing, me- it's the worst thing to have used against you, but when you're using it, oh man. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. It was uh, it was a lot of fun and it, it honestly took me like maybe like forty minutes to get through the the alpha as one character. Um but uh, the reason why I, I think this game is really interesting as well, apart from the fact that it really spoke to me as a, like a game that I feel like I'd really enjoy, and I did, um, is that uh, it's by Terry Kavner. And I don't know if you are familiar with Terry Kavner's, uh the name, but when I say a couple of the games that he's been involved in, you'll be very familiar with those. Um, particularly uh, two games that were very, very popular on the indie scene, uh, such as V V V V V V V, I think. Uh, yes. Yep. So one of the worst titles to try and pronounce ever because I don't know how to fucking say it. Um, if it's yeah, or V V V V V V, the Gravity Game. Yeah, yeah, the really cool like simplistic eight bit style um, like gravity swapping game. Uh, I played a little bit of that. It's a fun, fun uh, little game. Uh, but also he Very worked cool. on. Yeah, he also worked on Super Hexagon. Ah, uh, oh, Super Hexagon yeah. consumed a lot of my time. Yeah, so uh, like the the Terry Kavanaugh's got a, a lot of good uh, clout under his um uh, under his belt. Uh, that's a mixed metaphor there. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it really is massive mixed metaphor. But anyway, there's another one for you, Brod. Uh, he keeps tab on all my mixed metaphors. He pulled me up on it. Oh, one excellent. Day. And I'm super self-conscious about it now. I'm going to want to see a list of those at some point. (laughs) I am like beyond self-conscious now every time I go to speak. (laughs) You'll hear me pause when I go to make one and I'm like, oh, I think that's right. Um, You can can imagine Broad like noting it down. Yeah. Another one. one. Put another notch on the wall. Um, Add to the list. (laughs) Yep. Uh, But yeah, it's really, really interesting. Um, Really, really fun game. I feel like it'd be a perfect game for a mobile game or even the Switch as well. But um, yeah, it's really, really cool. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more from it. Um, Now I've sort of essentially backed it or I've bought into it and I'm sort of supporting this game. Yeah. So, and like, I've got, like, I I own it now. So whatever iterations come from it and um, I'm interested to see what sort of like, if they put like a full campaign in there as well or whether it's just going to be like, going through a random dungeon and there's like a big boss fight at the end. There's like boss fights at the end. You level up by 
collecting stars through the level. So um, when you finish a fight, you'll be like, you got two stars for that fight, basically. Uh, and you'll level up that way. And when you level up, you get more dice, you get more HP uh, and things like that. Um, the inventory system as well is very similar to um, that Resident Evil style where you've got like almost like a suitcase. So your actual loadout, you actually have to, are all different shapes of squares, basically, like different sizes of squares and rectangles and whatnot. And you've got to slot them in to your your backpack, your loadout backpack, basically. And then you've got your normal backpack okay. where you can just throw everything in. So, um, I, yeah. I still love might... that Resident Evil 4 inventory system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. And I, I feel like more games should use it. It's such a, a really they ingenious should. way to deal with, like, over-encumberment and stuff like that. It's like making sure you've got, you're only taking what you need, but without having to go, you are over-encumbered, you cannot run. Um, yeah. Yeah, which is fine for those types of games, but, like, yeah, it, it sort of it adds a little bit more, pun intended, weight to um, to the game as well. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. Proud of that one. Um, but, yeah, so you might want to take in, like, your giant, like, plus two broadsword, but it'll take up, like, half your inventory, basically, your, your loadout. And then you've only got room for like maybe a shield and maybe a uh, like a like a magic attack or something like that. Uh, and like some some enemies, you'll 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 come into a fight and it'll be like this enemy is resistant to poison or this enemy is vulnerable to ice. And so you'll be like, all right, cool. You might not be prepared for it then, but if you lose that fight, um, you can like reassess your loadout and go back into it a little bit more prepared. Um, and I think too, like knowing the enemies as well, once you play through the game a few more times, you'd sort of understand, all right, cool. That enemy is a such and such, but just by looking at it, so I can re, uh, rejigger my, my loadout and go into it a little bit more prepared. Um, I did find the game fairly easy, um, uh, which was fine. Cause like I, I literally, I got home from D and D on Saturday, so rolling dice all day. And, um, and then I rolled some more dice on my computer, but, uh, yeah, like I sat down and I just sort of like played through it. On, I had sitting next to me on my laptop and I'm just clicking through and it was just, it was fun. It was like super low stakes, but I'm, I'm hoping they make it a little bit more challenging, a little bit more, a little bit more tactful to it because like a roguelike without stakes is sort of like just not a super fun game, I guess. In I mean, it, without stakes, like why would you play the roguelike? That's my exactly. Thought. Yeah. That's, that's like one of the, 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 key points of a of a roguelike game but yeah. again it's in very early alpha it's like 1.03 or something at the moment like it's or like 0.13 or something i don't know it's very early beta a uh, very early alpha um but i'm I, i'm sure i'll check back in with it and maybe give it an update when there's been a few more builds coming out um for it nice. but yeah it was fun um the other game I've been playing, a little bit more of a time sink, and I have sunk a, a fair bit of time into it because I've blitzed through this game over the last four days. Um, Karen, I went back to Kingdom Hearts. I'm so happy, Joel. I'm so mm-hmm. happy right now. Yeah, so is yes. my wife. She was very excited because she was. She told me, she's like, I was so worried you weren't going to go back to it, but um, I'm honestly glad I did. So last time I, I left off playing Kingdom Hearts, I was in the Cave of Wonders. I was a little bit lost. And I was like, not feeling like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to keep playing. Because I, I wanted to keep playing it because I was enjoying it. But I was like, I'm going to put it down because I don't know where I'm going. And I've sort of like burnt myself out a little bit too much on it. Like um, I said, when you were at that point earlier, like Cave of Wonders is just 
it's not a good time in my opinion no. it's one of my least favorite parts of that game yeah having played a lot more of that game now me too um but uh since then not I worse back... than atlantis though atlantis is the worst uh, atlantis was okay <gasps> it was all right <sighs> it was fine and the, the ursula fight was kind of cool like um those swimming controls are god awful it wasn't i didn't find it that bad honestly oh, man I really didn't find it that bad, but anyway, um, yeah, like uh, I, I since then I've gone from the Cave of Wonders, and I'm now at, uh, I guess, probably spoilers for Kingdom Hearts oh, if you're planning on playing it. Kingdom Hearts spoilers. <laughs> uh, look, but you know, with three coming out, there might be people like yeah, me who true. are just going, "All right, cool." When because when I went to go pick it up, the guy was like, "Yeah, this has been our most popular game we've sold this week," and I'm like, "Yeah, no, that makes sense." Um, so yeah, I guess. Spoilers. I'll put it. I'll put a time code in for it, just in case if you're um, sensitive to uh, Kingdom Hearts One spoilers. Um, but yeah, I'm now. I've gone from Cave of Wonders now. And I'm at Hollow Bastion. So basically, end game. Um, from what I can tell, and from talking to you, you are before. getting very close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you, I, did you defeat Maleficent? I did. I literally before we started recording tonight, or well, before I had dinner, I um I took down Maleficent. So. Um, have you had the heartless scene no i literally like i, I finished the maleficent okay, fight and there right. was a save point there because i was trying to play to get to a save point so i could finish my dinner um and then okay. i ended up beating maleficent saved there and then quit the game so once we have finished recording fought, tonight is that have you fought riku again around that area uh no okay okay cool i'm just trying to get a gauge of where of how you, you're definitely close to like wrapping it up yep. Um, that Riku fight that you're coming up on is, I'm curious to see how you, how you okay. feel about it afterwards. <laughs> All right, cool. Because there's one thing I've developed now is a deep-seated hatred for Riku because he's a dickhead and I don't like him. So fuck him. I'm so interested for you to play Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. I, I, I know there's more bubbling under the surface there that I, I obviously, but. Um, well, that's the thing though. At, at that point, I'm not sure, but I doubt Tetsuya Nomura planned it all out. Right. But it is yeah. very, very funny to be like, man, I remember Riku in Kingdom Hearts 1. He was a dick. He's such a knob. And, and do you know what? I, I already was like thinking, I'm like, man, I fucking really don't like Riku. Point the tip me over the edge when he fucking. Slashed beast across the chest with the key, the keyblade. I was like, "Oh yeah, that was fuck. That was rough. You, you piece of shit." Because Beauty and the Beast is my favorite of like the classic di- di- like Disney animated films. It's a, it's I was a like, "Very good movie." I was like, "Fuck you, fuck you." Oh, you're gonna shit. love Kingdom Hearts too. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited. But um, but yeah, like, and then I got to, I got to I got to team up with Beast, and he was like punching walls yeah. down. I'm like, that's the best. That is the best. That's when you got like the wooden sword, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. When you got the toy sword, and Beast basically <laughs> has to fight for you because you can't do shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I honestly, I've I've had a ball with it. So I've like blasted through this game. Um, you really have. Cave mm, of Wonders to Vare is like no joke. Like that's a that's a it's most of the game. Yeah. Like it was in about like I'd say maybe eleven hours or so that I've done it in. I've just like, and I've explored. Yes. It's not like I've um like like just quick path everything um like i've played around i haven't done much gummy ship stuff because it sucks the gummy ship sucks the gummy it ship sucks. is terrible and it sucks mainly because i i would love and look a lot of these criticisms like i said last time are you know a sign of the times and a product of the times but man the gummy ship stuff could have been great if they'd streamlined the building process i'd be all about that uh, and if the JK- controls were a little bit better i'd be all about that 
they keep trying. Like the gummy ship comes back in two, and mm. I still don't like it. And it's okay. it's back in three. I'm like, can we just drop the gummy ship, please? We don't need this. It looks it looks like open world Star Fox though in th- in Kingdom Hearts three, from yeah. what I can see. But yeah, they'll probably fuck it up. We'll I don't see. know. We'll probably, they probably fuck will. It up. Um, but yeah, like I haven't done any of the gummy ship missions because I'm like, oh, I don't care. And like, I went back to Traverse Town recently and it was like, uh, Geppetto and Pinocchio, I realized it would, had moved in there and I'm like, cool. I went and saw them and like Geppetto gave me like six blueprints, um, for, uh, for gummy ships. I'm like, great. Can't wait to not use any of these into the bin. It sucks because um, Sid's really in the gummy ships, and I love Sid, but I hate the gummy yeah. ships. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, as when he moves out of the um the fucking accessory shop to sell gummy ship parts, I'm like, no, go back. Yeah, and then the fucking Sid. dickhead they've got running the accessory shop, I'm like, I don't care about you. You're an idiot. <laughs> Fuck you. You're not a Sid. Joke. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I've I I've I I did the uh I finished the Hercules fight. I think this afternoon or yesterday, maybe last night. Um like the the Hercules tier of the Colosseum. Um so I got the sweet shield. I I don't want you to beat him, but I do I honestly request that you fight through the Colosseum yep. and face off against Sephiroth because that I'm, fight is actual bullshit. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give it a go. There's no way in hell. I've already given up on it, but I'm going to give it a go. Um there's no you have, way to, in... you have to see him at least, and and like just witness the the, the bullshit that he is. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's what Ash said to me as well. She's like, yeah, you've got to try it at least once. I'm like, oh, I'm going to, and then I'm going to leave and walk out of there. Um, the last time it's I, uh, before I went to pick up Ash from work last night, I was I was doing the the Hercules tier, and I got to Hercules. And I'm like, yep, I was rolling everything pretty well. I think I was using at the time the metal chocobo keyblade. Oh, um, nice. That's a good Keyblade. Yeah, it was great. Um, which I've swapped it out now from when I finished the um, the Coliseum because I got the the uh, Olympia one, which is great. You've got, really a, like that you've got a very cool Keyblade coming up. Ooh, I'm excited. I love the Keyblades. The Keyblades um, are so cool. Um, uh, spoiler alert, my favorite one, still the fucking pumpkin head one. Because <laughs> it looks great. It's, it's, it's a good Keyblade. Uh, I, all, uh, all of my favorite Keyblades are in Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, I'm oh, man. I'm so excited. I'm I'm su- I'm super in now. Like I've gone from being like I want to play it to being like I have played most of one now, and I'm like, yeah, I'm 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 totally all about this. This is definitely something that like I should have played earlier, and I am sad that I didn't. But I'm glad that I played it finally. Better late than never. Exactly, and I, I, and it, it, it's so easy with these like HD remakes to sort of go, yeah, I'll give it a go and like play it for a little while, and then just never go back to it because you're like, it's really old, and some of the mechanics are clunky, which they are. Don't get me wrong. Yes, um, like platforming is no, garbage. The platforming is so bad. It is it's so awful. bad, but the gliding is so cool. The gliding is the best, and then when you get to Neverland or, or like Captain Hook oh, ship, and you get yeah. flying, yes. man, that shit was yes. dope. Um, it was the best. So good. Uh, but yeah, I'm. I'm a, having a really hard boss you can fight there. Oh really? Okay. The game has two two in particular that I wrote that I recall like really hard optional bosses besides Sephiroth, okay. Uh, okay. and one of them is there. I'm pretty sure. And it's oh, it's a doozy. <laughs> it's re- uh, look- it's related to the, the clock, and I don't oh. remember the exact mechanics, but it's, it is hard. It's a pain in the ass. Right. And you will hate you will hate Donald in that fight. <laughs> I already do, so it's fine. He gets subbed out all the time. It's like, would you like Donald in your party 
or no. or would you like Jack Skellington? And I go, um, motherfucking Jack Skellington, please. To be fair, it's um, would you like Donald Duck in your party or literally anyone else? <laughs> yeah, that's very anyone. true. Yeah, I just wanted to showcase my favorite like. Uh, other party Jack members that I've had. Yeah, I love Jack Skellington. I wish Sora spoke to him more in that entire area, but he doesn't say much to him, like, at all. I know. And I wanted it, uh, just a little bit of singing. Just a little bit. Like, just the yeah. tiniest bit. I felt like it was a careful what you wish for, Joel, because you're coming up to Kingdom Hearts 2, and uh, there is singing in that game. Good. I'm down you for that. that. It's not Halloween, though. It's not Halloween I'm, Town. Yeah. I, I don't care. I, I just want... I, I would like some, like, musical numbers in it, because yeah, there's another... Another strike against it, and again, product of the times, I get it. Uh, man, I get sick of some of those song loops, and I like the songs from those, those uh, like the source material it's referencing, but fuck me. I, for like, I, I was going to bed like with, like, this is Halloween rolling around in my head, which dun, you would dun, think. And I was no, like, can't I, do it, we're going on Spotify. <laughs> oh, oh, God, yeah, shit. Oh, right. <laughs> Surprise, we're on Spotify. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like I, I, I'm, so there's been times where I've just been like not doing like super serious story parts uh, or just like collecting items around worlds and stuff where I, I must have been, I've listened to some podcasts, still had the music going, but like listen to stuff on my laptop while I've been no, doing it because I'm like, I, I, for this game, I do, I do honestly, for some of those areas, put that rule aside because there are some looping tracks that oh, yeah. I, I think I sometimes have nightmares about the um shit. Which one is it? Let's, it's like pick pick one of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, tra- Traverse Town can certainly like oh. at first you're like oh yeah this is yeah oh no please stop. I've got this. Yeah. Fucking. I, and the thing is with that with Traverse Town that that makes it a little bit shittier is because it's not it's not a part of a song that you already know and really like. It's just like yeah, it's just true. RPG music, and you're like, "That's fine," but it's man, it's getting grating. Like, oh, really grating. Just the sound, oh, the soundtracks. The Joel, oh, I'm sorry. Joel, you're making me <laughs> want to go out and buy this HD HD collection so I can play Kingdom Hearts two again. Because I, I'm I'm so excited. I think the soundtracks. Yeah. The, in, like some of the, the unique music is really good and dearly beloved will always have yeah. a special place yeah. in my heart. Well, Same for um, Simple and Clean, like the, the, the theme song of Kingdom Hearts 1. Sanctuary from Kingdom Hearts 2 as well. Yeah. And the theme song for 3 sounds so good. Oh, yeah. God, I, remember I want it to be January. Sanctuary is the one that I know I'm most familiar with because I remember before Kingdom Hearts 2 came out, I think I just got my license and I was driving a lot of you guys around. <laughs> and anytime yes. you got in my car, you would like plug in your iPod or whatever and just be like, we're listening to this, let's go. That and Snake Eater, which I'd played at the time because Snake Eater is a great song. Oh, it's such a good song. But um, I'm thoroughly enjoying Kingdom Hearts. I I. I get the hype now. I, and the thing that keeps pushing me through, I think playing through these older versions of it and dealing with like, and, and I'm not saying that I'm like rolling my eyes every five minutes going, Oh God, this is such a bad mechanic. All this other stuff. I'm going, yeah, this sucks a little bit, but I get it. But the thing that keeps pushing me forward is I'm like, there is a modern console version of this game coming out and I Don't. cannot fucking wait. That's I feel awesome. like I, I feel like I've been saying it a lot, but 
the difference between like the shift from Kingdom Hearts one to the sequel. A lot of those, like, I'm not sure how you feel about the combat. Personally, at the time, I was like, oh, yeah, this isn't too bad. But after you play two, you're like, holy shit, the combat in one is so slow and boring. In Kingdom yeah. Hearts 2, oh, jeez, it's so good. It's just the that, best. Oh, my God. That makes me so happy. Like, because I, I found the combat, I've used summons twice. And it was only because yeah. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I haven't used them yet. Fuck it. I was in a boss. I'm like, let's have a look at that. It's fine. I think I only really used Tinkerbell and Genie. I used Genie, and, and earlier on tonight, I panic used Dumbo in the Maleficent fight, because I'm like, fuck it, what does it do? <laughs> fucking did not regret that whatsoever, because I got to fucking ride Dumbo around and spray water yeah. on Maleficent. It was the best. I'm like, this that's is definitely, great. That's definitely, that's Disney canon. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Like, definitely not sad like Dumbo actually is, but... Um, and, and a little bit concerning with the... Uh... Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, <laughs> the uh, the the, the underage alcohol holic. Yeah, Ooh. I hope I ho- I hope we never get a Dumbo world. I don't need that uh, in my life. Oh, oh shit! Um, but I think I mentioned before about my favorite Keyblade being like just design wise is the Pumpkinhead one. But um, I think my favorite worlds are obviously Halloween Town. But I think that's like generally revered as like the favorite from one. Um, that Oogie Boogie fight is good. I yeah, I liked it. It was okay. It was a little. I'd heard a lot about that, and people going, "It's so good, it's so good." But I kind of was a little underwhelmed by it, and I didn't really know what I was supposed to be doing. Um, cause okay, because of, of the camera, because I didn't know he was running around yeah. at the top. So yeah. I didn't know that was what I was supposed to be doing until I like I got super frustrated. And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm looking this up." And they're like, "Yeah, you've just got to like time the button press." And I'm like, "Oh, cool. Yeah. It'd be great if I could see him." Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, that was a little bit, I think, soured a little bit, but like climbing up the giant, like, oogie boogie tower, um, yeah. was really cool. Oh, boy. Um, Holy and, Town's very cool. Yeah, but I honestly think my, one of my favorites just to go to, and I'm determined to get the, um, like at least 51 Dalmatians so I can get the last torn page is the Winnie the Pooh storybook. I love that. I just there's something about it that's so jolly and so wholesome and it makes me so happy every time I go there. Um It's because Winnie the Pooh is just wholesome. It's the fucking best. And I keep I'm I, probably I, gonna go and see that Christopher Rowland movie, even though it's just probably gonna destroy me emotionally. But Oh absolutely. But I think that that's why I'm gonna I'm I'm looking forward to that about that movie. But I think I'm just like a low key Winnie the Pooh fan. Like I always forget how much I really enjoy Winnie the Pooh until I like encounter something about it. Like in this in Kingdom Hearts or when I went to fucking Tokyo Disneyland and I went on the Winnie the Pooh ride, which was by far one of the coolest rides I went on there. Easily one of the coolest rides. Just uh, so awesome. Never, never forget that Eeyore's voice actor is Optimus Prime. Oh my God. That's fucking awesome. And also, and also the fact that Piglet sounds like Ben Moore and it makes me happy from Easy Oh my Allies. God. Oh God. Yep. I'm yep. never going to be able to unhear that now. Uh, yep. There you go. You're welcome. I As soon as, like, there was one day I, like, when I first started listening to Easy Allies, I'm going, hey, that voice sounds familiar. And I just, for some reason, linked it with with uh, Piglet. And I was like, oh, my God, I cannot unhear. And they actually made reference to it, too. I think there was a, there's a group stream where they played a Winnie the Pooh game. And they kept saying about how Ben sounds kind of like, and he kept doing, like, impersonations of, uh, of Piglet. And it made me so happy. Um, but... Kingdom Hearts, uh, really enjoying it. Thoroughly excited to finish one. Really excited, especially after talking to you now as well, to get into two. 
Um, I'm trying to decide play- whether or not I'm going to play... Well, I definitely want to play at least Birth by Sleep and Dream Drop Distance, but... Yes, those are the two I would recommend. I yeah. know there are some people who swear by Chain of Memories. It's tough. Like The story of that game is so weird, and it is really the first introduction of the organization from Kingdom Hearts 2. Okay. But I just don't care about... Obviously, the card combat is a big no-no for me. I'm not into yep. that at all. Yeah, fair enough. But even just the story it tells, and it it's, it's a bit... Without giving it away, it does a really annoying thing with memory where I'm like, oh, okay. what a cop out. Uh, without, but, without, without giving away too much, like, I feel like I've encountered a member of the order already. You sort of, I know who you mean, and it's yeah. it's one of those weird things where you're like, did Tetsuya Nomura play that far ahead, or is right. this just like a weird thing? He was like, I might develop this later, but yeah, I know who you mean. Like the fact that Riku has two voices now, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is uh, you're, you're coming out to pay off for a lot of this stuff. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Because like, yeah, I was I was like, I got into that cutscene after he'd met that shadowy figure in the hall, and I was like, um, he started talking, and Ash was like, sounds weird, doesn't he? And I'm like, yeah, he does. He sounds like the other guy I was just talking to. Oh, fucking Riku. Oh, fucking Jesse Jesse McCartney. What's his name? Is it Jesse McCartney? I think did the voice of Riku. Beautiful soul. Yeah, oh, beautiful. Riku, absolutely. No, he's not. He's not the voice of Riku, isn't he? No, no. Who's... That's. I think you're, you're thinking of Roxas. Roxas, right? Cool. All right. Who's Riku? Let me I look don't this remember, up. Actually, yeah. Do a Google because I'm actually right. curious. I can't remember who his voice actor is. If I can spell it right, uh... Uh, it's R I K U. <laughs> because yeah, I put my dumb David Gallagher. Well, there we go. I have no idea who that person is. Cool, great. I'm going out a rabbit hole here. Let's have a look. Let's have yeah. A look his, oh uh... shit. Um, because Sora's Haley... on TV. <laughs> Sora's Haley Joel Osment, isn't it? Yeah, 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 he is. Yeah, and fucking Kyrie is um Hayden Panettiere, isn't it? Um, I want to say yes. Yeah. Oh, da- David Gallagher was in Super Eight. It's a good movie. I like that. Super Eight was interesting. Um, yeah, hang on. All right. Uh, let's look up Kyrie's because yeah, I think it's Hayden Panettiere. Yeah, it is. It's Hayden Panettiere. So it's Claire, Claire cheerleader heroes. Save the cheerleader, save the world. Exactly. Save the cheerleader, save the Kyrie. Um, save her heart. Anyway, point of the, the, the point of this whole story is I'm really enjoying Kingdom Hearts. I am, I am a convert now. Uh, I'm in. Let's go. Let's fucking let let uh, let's uh, let's get all square and on this bitch and, and with some like Disney fun in there as well. But oh, yeah. uh, the rabbit hole that you're diving down, you are not ready for. But boy, mm-hmm. it's a ride. Yeah, no, I'm excited, and I, I I at this stage, I'm definitely gonna have I'm gonna be prepped and ready to go for for three when it rolls around, which comes out near my birthday. So fuck yeah, exciting times. Um, yeah, Kingdom Hearts, thumbs up. It's a good game. Love it. Okay, now we've, uh, we've got all that Kingdom Hearts goodness out of our system for now. Um, that was a lot of fun, actually. I really enjoyed talking about that. And I can't wait to talk more about it with you in the future. Um, I'm so excited. 
yeah, no, I, I'm excited now too. It's it's actually gotten me even more excited. I was, I was super in, into it, and then, then talking with Ash about it got me even more pumped. And now talking with you about it got me more pumped. I'm just yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Let's go. Um, the culmination, preparing for the culmination uh, in three. Um, but I think now it's time for everyone's favorite news time segment: dope or nope. Nope. Oh. Nope. So, if uh, you're this is the first time you're listening to uh, to our uh, our wonderful show, thank you for starters. And also, um, just recently, in fact, last week's episode was the the first time we've done this um, as a regular segment. Our new segment is now broken up into a, a little game we like to call Dope or Nope. Um, the basic rules are simple. Um, we both bring news stories to the table. Um, if we both want to talk about it, we if we want to talk about it, we say dope. If we don't want to talk about it, we say nope. If one of us dopes the story and the other nopes the story, uh, the person who doped it has a, a very limited amount of time to briefly go over the story before we move on and never look back. Um, this week, we're actually trialing it out a little bit differently as well. We're sort of adding an extra twist to it. We don't know what we've brought to the table this week. So this is going to be a little little fun experiment to see if uh, this is a good way to, to, to do things. I, I've got a good feeling about it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. That element of surprise is going to add a bit more to it for sure. It shall be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so uh, we're going to go uh, back and forth. I'm going to kick things off. Uh, nice, simple little headline here. Uh, posted on an IGN article. Todd Howard has simply said, if you want us to stop releasing Skyrim ports, stop buying them. Um, that's the headline. That's pretty much the whole story. But there is a, there is, there is a slight um, idea behind that that I wanted to sort of maybe go into. But, Kyron, what do you say? I saw this quote, Joel. I didn't see the rest of it. I honestly, I saw the headline and scrolled past it. <laughs> and you, you've, it. Ne- you've nearly enticed me. And I just... Mm-hmm. I Any other time... Like, like, no, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll correct myself. Before this year's E3, I probably would have said nope. Yep. But Todd Howard, man, I don't know. I'm willing to go dope on this just because I want to hear the next part of it. Okay. Well, it's not really to do with Todd Howard. I'm sorry. I'm going to dope it as oh, well. damn it. I just, I just like Todd Howard, man. He's a yeah, funny me guy. Too. Me too. And I think this, this quote is a fucking great quote. Like, he's had a couple of... There's a couple of other ones that have been kicking around recently as well. Like, the way he dealt with the whole... Uh, uh, for that seventy six crossplay Sony thing. Oh wow! Going, mm, yeah. yeah. So yeah, like it's yeah. It's, it's not it's not a story, but the way that they just immediately just threw Sony under the bus there was amazing. Mm-hmm. And like full hashtag no shaded them. Like it was just like yeah. just like yeah. Well, they're not willing to play cooperatively, and it's like oh oh savage. That is savage. And- I love it. That one is particularly savage because, I mean, when you think about it, we've had, like, obviously Minecraft was big and, like, Epic and Fortnite. It's like, Fortnite's huge, but Epic as a, as a publisher is, like, oh, kind of whatever. But now Bethesda is mm-hmm. like, yeah, look, we would do crossplay if Sony let us. Uh-huh. Like, for the, for the new Fallout. Like, it just keeps stacking up. Oh, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it, things are getting pretty pretty nasty on that front. But um, yeah. the reason I wanted to bring this up is because, I mean, it's a good point. Like... A yeah. lot of people, you hear a lot of people saying, vote with your wallets. Um, and that's the, in this industry, especially in this day and age when games are coming in thick and fast. If a game isn't going to 
no matter how you feel about the franchise or the people making it, if a game isn't going to enrapture you or you feel like it's not doing anything for you, don't, or you don't want to see any more of it because you're like taking a stand against it, don't buy it. Don't just yeah. be like, oh, but I have to because I really like this said franchise. Just don't do it. That's the only way the message is going to get through is if they're not going to no. make money on it, they're going to stop making it. Like, clear, simple and as that. Sure, I, at this point, I just like the Skyrim on everything joke. But yeah, yeah like, again, what you said and what he said is very accurate. And it's mm. as simple as like, how, how can you possibly blame Bethesda for just going, if we put out Skyrim again, it'll sell again. Why would yep. we not put out Skyrim again? Like, it just... If it's money, if it's free money as well, especially because it's a port, like I'm not, I'm sure there's some work went into it, but like not as much as the initial development costs. Like, like why not just do it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was watching um kind of funny morning show before, and they had um can't remember his name, but he's like a comic book artist and a podcaster as well. Um, uh, I think he has a po- his podcast is called like No Stupid Questions or something like that. Um, but yeah, he uh was saying about like how with Star Wars they're trying to they're making like like thinking about doing like an anime adaptation of it and he's like who's that for like it that's for the people the people you're making that for are the people who like abhorrently hate what star wars is now and it's like yeah who are you making that for so uh, like i i i get why you know they keep bringing out this like you know skyrim on everything kind of joke but like if you wanted to take a stand against it don't get on the uh, the people who do keep buying Skyrim for the mods or other stuff are the people who are complaining about it the most, really, when it comes down to it. They're the ones that are like, oh, fucking, fucking Bethesda releasing Skyrim again as they're like installing it and booting it up yeah. and like, downloading all the new mods for it. It's like, well, okay, there's, there's clearly a problem here and it's not with Bethesda. They're a business. So, they're trying to make money. Yeah, my stance on this is... I mean, I, I'm not super annoyed that they're re-releasing Skyrim constantly. My thought was basically just... It it was a thought that I had with the knowledge of what Bethesda does. My thought is, I just want Elder Scrolls Six, but yeah. Bethesda is also a developer who makes huge open games. They just made Fallout 4, which mm-hmm. took years of their time. They're making yep. 76, and then obviously Starbound, and then Elder Scrolls Six. So, like... I want six, but I also understand that these guys are busy and their games are ridiculous in scope. So I'm also just, I know it's going to take a while. So why not just put out Skyrim and make some more money? Like I do get it. It just makes sense for Bethesda to do it. It's and and like also to it, it's the perfect like epitome of uh, like, uh, like letting it cook. Like you want, like because you want Elder Scrolls six to be good. Clearly you do because you like the, you like those games. So you want it to be good. Yeah. So let it cook, man. Like, and, them, and let's be honest take, here. Take like, when they did the remastered version of Skyrim, that was the bet. Like, I played Skyrim on PS3. It was a. It was at the time I was like, this is this is really good. And then I played it on PC, and I was like, oh god, what did I do? Yeah. What was exactly. I playing? And like, yeah. remastered is obviously a much better way to play Skyrim if you never played mm-hmm. it. And if you did, you're like, wow, what did I buy? Yep. Like on That's on it. PS3, like oh. <laughs> It's a stark reminder of of what, what times were like merely years ago, and it's yeah. yeah. But uh, I thought that was really funny, and I, I yeah, it just sort of like sparked that sort of comment in my head about like voting with your wallet and that whole conversation. So that's why I thought I'd bring it to the table, and I thought it was worthwhile bringing in. Um, but yeah, awesome, nice. Karen. So 
I have one that actually, it's not, it's actually, just because we didn't have an episode last week, it has aged a bit, but I still want to bring it back up because it's, we got, we got justice, Joel. Justice. We, we happy few. Ah, this was one of mine. This was actually my next one. Uh, so this worked so out I well. Guess that, I guess that means it's a dope then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this is really interesting. Yeah, so I, we can just, we can, yeah. We happy, we happy Few, which was initially refused classification, has now been given the R18 rating. So it is officially going to be available for sale when it comes out later this year. And it's funny, for a game that I, I didn't care, I cared about it like when it was announced, when they mm-hmm. had that really interesting trailer and the, like people were like, oh, okay, uh, like early access on Xbox One. Then more gameplay came out. And I remember seeing like a Jim Sterling video about it. Just, it mm-hmm. was sucking all the excitement out of me. Yes. And then it popped up again at E3 this year. And it looked interesting again. I was, I, this game's been a roller coaster for me. Uh, I remember not being super bummed out initially when it was, Refuse classification, but yeah. the more I think about it, I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it'll be available, and I will probably buy it and try it. But well, yeah, turned have, over. I, there have, well, this might turn you over even more because the story that I brought was again from Reset Era. Um, uh, it was in a Game Informer interview with, um, with I think Sam Abbott, one of the devs on the game, uh, and yep. they're basically saying that it's going to be a 20 hour experience and it has separate modes. Uh, and they, they also go into a little bit of detail about like the comparisons to Bioshock. Um, so basically they're saying like, um, uh, they were talking about like, you know, um, it being a survival game. That's what people were, were complaining about, I guess, when it, that, that trailer was very interesting at very, at first, it looked like that Bioshock comparison. And he was like, well, look, that's, that mode is still there. And that was what we were making. But then we just sort of came up with some really great ideas for a, like a, like a, a decent storyline that we wanted to tell that will be like a 20 hour experience. And now we're going to have that as part of it as well. So yeah, it, it's going to have those survival mechanics, I guess, across the whole thing. But um, in terms of, uh, in terms of it having like, I, I guess I, for lack of a better word, linear story, it's going to have that 20 hour experience in there as well, which I'm back on board. I'm back on board with yeah. the happy few. Um, and uh, the fact that, like you yeah, said, it's too. on Games Pass. The fact that you said it's on Games Pass as well. That's, that's oh, is it? Did I say that? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, well, I thought you mentioned about it being on... Uh, no, you mentioned about it being in um, Early Access, but I'm pretty sure it's coming to Games Pass yeah. as well. So uh, it, I'm gonna, why wouldn't I? I'm going to quickly fact check this because if yes, it is, that's amazing. Um, yeah. So one of the quotes here, it says, um, Game Informer asks, so it, there will be a separate mode that will focus on survival, procedural generation, and playing it over and over. Uh, and Sam goes on to say, yeah, it will go back to the roots of what it originally was because while we built this story, we still wanted to make sure we provide the experience people were initially interested in. So, uh, and then before that, he says something like, uh, 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 likewise, you can have encounters and side quests that may spawn in one game, but not may not spawn necessarily in another game. Although we've dialed that back a lot because we were like, we've really moved away from a highly repeatable one hour game to a 20 hour experience. Maybe we should just put it all in there. So now it's slightly different stuff. It's not that big a change anymore. So yeah, they were originally focusing on having that sort of like playing that same loop and finding different things in it, which was sort of a little bit, okay, I get the appeal, but not for me to having this 20 hour experience storyline. Yeah. And, Suddenly, that E3 trailer, like this year's E3 trailer, makes a lot more sense. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm definitely back on board. I did do a quick check, and it isn't available on Games Pass because it is being published by Gearbox. But... Oh, okay. Right. Sorry. That but, yeah, I just wife on a check because I... I... I, I thought I, cause I yeah I knew it was early access or something way back when it was announced ages ago, but I mean it probably it could come the games passed down the line. Yep. Uh, but either way, yeah, this game's back on my radar now. Now, especially yep. now I know it's got like a solid like twenty hour sort of experience to play through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really interesting. So I, when when like you brought it up, I was like, great. This is I think definitely dope because. Um, yeah, I think this is important to talk about because it's it's, it's very a, interesting to hear him talk about this game. I had a feeling it might make it on both our lists because it was honestly, when I looked across the new stories over the last couple of weeks, like that was one of the ones where I was like, oh my God, it got it got overturned. It's going to get released. That's amazing. Because I know a lot of people were really excited and when it got bumped back, it was the worst. Like it sucked. But oh, yeah. thankfully it yeah. will be available for release. So that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, I did see the Xbox Australia Twitter account, uh, Facebook account, tweeting about it earlier on uh, today, saying yes, it will be available in Australia. So that's really neat. Um, cool. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's um, you're up then. I guess up, up to me. Yeah. Uh, which my original one was going to be what we just spoke about, but I'll move on to the next one, which is simply it's a sort of a collection. I guess a whole bunch of different news topics, but. My 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 headline for it is, and the my submission for Dope or Nope is, what the fuck is going on in Fortnite? <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'm gonna dope this because I I agree. Yeah. I have I play very little Fortnite. Same, yeah. but the way that yeah, I'll let you continue before I get before what I admire about this goes on. <laughs> right. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago, there was um oh, like leading up to a couple of weeks ago, there was um. Uh, a bunch of countdown clocks appeared in the map and people were going, oh shit, something's going to happen. And then uh, the Fortnite Twitter account tweeted out saying 10.30 Pacific time or whatever. It, it, it's only going to happen once, so be there. And people spawned in um, and looked it out. And basically there was a giant rocket that got launched and everyone was like, cool, rocket got launched. Uh, and then after a couple of minutes, it came back to Earth with a giant laser light show basically and landed somewhere. And now there's a giant crack in the sky which appears to be growing. You skipped my favorite part about the missile. Like not only did it come back down to earth, like as, and it put down the laser sights as it went to crash into the earth, it warps and it like warps around the entire surface of the map before flying into the sky and cracking it open. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, no, you're right. Sorry. I did skip over that part, but yeah. So there's one, there's a giant crack in the sky that keeps growing day by day in the map of Fortnite. It's now thickened. This mystery is thickened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, after that all occurred and everyone was going, well, what the fuck is going on? Uh, like you said, the plot thickened and um, certain parts of the map started disappearing into portals, I guess, like phasing out of the map and just And where did they go, Joel? They came into the real world. Yep. So shit's been appearing. Uh, apparently, I think the first one that got uh, posted on, on social media was... Um, a picture of the um, is like I can't remember the name of the burger place, but it's like a a burger shop that's in the game, uh, like a franchise that um, has like this giant burger logo, uh, and it the the burger logo from like the signage at the front got zapped away out of the map, and it appeared in the middle of the desert in I think that's... Nevada or something like that. Um, this is also, so cool. Also nearby now I need to find actually so nearby there was also a cop car 
that was from that that's painted up to look exactly like the ones that are littered around the map in Fortnite. Uh, and then also there were some signs as well that said something about um, there was one that was pretty far away saying this is like the safe distance from being like warped or something or transported. And then like close up to it, it was like, you are warning you are in danger of being phased or something like that phased out. So there's that on top of that. There's also a, uh, there was also a supply drop that was um, appeared over somewhere in America as well in like a, the, um, the giant balloon was appearing over like some buildings in the center of like, somewhere in America as well. Uh, and then also there was a supply llama that got spotted in London uh, that was like poking out of a telephone booth. Oh my God. This is, I fucking live for this shit. I adore this level of like commitment to brand and just really embracing the community and getting people to get on board with stuff like that. Um, and- here's, here's, here's what I love about it. So... Fortnite has one map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the things that they are doing with the map and the way they are getting the community excited and engaged mm-hmm. is just... I actually saw... There was a, I think it was a Kotaku article, and I honestly agree with it in a way. It was just... It was, the basic gist of it was uh, Epic and Fortnite are doing a better job of telling an evolving story in their world than Blizzard with Overwatch. And I was like, that's... Yeah, they are. Yeah. Like... Blizzard yeah. was for a while there. They had that really cool stuff back with like um, Numbani, back leading up to Doomfist and all that. But mm-hmm. it hasn't really been that interesting since. And even and what... still, we haven't had a short since since Reinhardt's. Oh no, Reinhardt was it Reinhardt or May? No, May was the first one. Reinhardt was after that. Yeah, so we haven't had one, and that was I watched that in Hong Kong airport on the way to Japan. So that was like November last year that we got yeah. that. Um, and but it's, but even yeah. not even that, like just I. Even little things like how they would update the maps to tell like to have extra little tidbits. Like it seems mm-hmm. like that's happening less. I don't know, but either way, like Epic and Fortnite are just blo- just kicking goals everywhere. Like for stuff, this missile thing has been amazing. Yep. And like I don't play Fortnite, but I might check in occasionally. <laughs> at yeah, this point, I honestly think I'm going to because, like, I mean, for starters, the game is free. Yes. Second of it's all, on Switch. it's it's on Switch, and sec- third of all, it's it's there's it's skill based. It's not pay to win. Like as a free to play game, it's not pay to win. You can you can jump in and be an absolute savant at that game and spend zero dollars. Mm, um, yeah. But if you want all the cool skins and all that kind of shit, then like, that's when you buy into it and you want the challenges and the weeklies and the dailies and things like that. Um, the other thing as well that's really interesting about this is the fact that obviously the comparisons between Fortnite and PUBG. All that kind of that that big argument, but this leans slightly towards Fortnite in a way that, like you said, this is one map that they've got. They've got one map. Every time, I think they're up to their fourth map now in PUBG that they're they're testing as well. Um, there's three yeah. out. Every time they release one, everyone's like, "This is shit. I don't like it." And and there's always backlash against it for different reasons or whatever and all that sort of stuff. And that, like. For whatever reason, it may be the community just being a little bit toxic and whatnot. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but the fact that Fortnite can get this much buzz and this much excitement uh, and this much storytelling in one map is phenomenal. And yeah, just- they just they know how to whip their fan base into a into a hype storm, and it it has like splashed over and and affected me because 
I was I watched a video. I think I watched the the Easy Allies video of Huber with the the yes. missile launching, and yes. it was just like, holy shit, this is very cool. Like imagine like that happening across all those instances at the same time is madness and incredible. Um. Oh, and there we go. So there's another one as well. So apparently there's um stuff that's been phased into the map that people are trying to think about as well. So, um there's a couple of things to touch on there as well. So in the save the world mode, apparently there's a big update coming. That's going to be like a, like a deserty kind of area that's going to, that's coming to it. And mm. it's like, like wild West themed potentially. Apparently. I have heard. Yeah. So apparently there's a, um, a, uh, a, a wild West stagecoach appeared in the map out of nowhere, just randomly appeared. Um, I've, I have heard that popular the popular theory might be like weird time rifts, uh, yeah, like to replace like some of the the sections on the island. Oh, there we go. There's also an anchor from an old ship and yeah. a uh, a dinosaur skeleton as well. <sighs> Ooh, dinosaurs! Yeah, so skeleton. If there's a dinosaur part, I'm in. And apparently, too, that the the tease for season five, apparently their first te- epic's first tease for it. Uh, seems to be a kitsune mask, which is the uh, the the Japanese fox god, um, and apparently, according to folklore, kitsune has the power to manipulate time and space. I guess I'll download Fortnite on my Switch again. Yep. <laughs> yep. There we go. All right. Let's 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 squad up. Let's play some Fortnite. I'm I'm oh I'm god. I'm I'm willing to just get in there and get my ass kicked over and over again just to support this kind of thing because fuck yeah, me, I, this is great. I love it. This is so great. What? And just hats off to them. What Epic are doing is just like again, like I said, this this free to play like game type has one map, but what they're able to do with that map is incredible. And again, yep. as you said, like PUBG keeps putting out all these new maps, but I don't know, like I don't I don't like to weigh in on the PUBG versus Fortnite discussion because I don't really play either of them. Of course. But if the two, like Fortnite just seems more engaging to me especially it especially seems more fun when they do it stuff like this on the fun. world that is, that is the key word word there it seems more fun in its visual presentation in like you said with its storytelling it's i guess like it's it's just it's it embraces what it is and is not ashamed to be what it is and that's what's so great about it um and also too their payment model for it is one of the best in a free-to-play game that i've seen it's um, fantastic Really, like I was gonna say, it's so good, but now everyone's doing it. Well, exactly, but like, I mean, it's it's just absolutely blowing my mind how well they are. They are just keen to be support. They keep supporting this um this game uh, and their fan base that is just growing by the day, by the minute. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a fun little little uh topic to bring up there because there was a lot of shit that happened and um. I am yeah. glad you bought it because, like, yeah, the Fortnite stuff has been. I've been keeping my eye on it just because mm-hmm. it's just so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Between this and like I was talking to you before about like Twenty One Pilots, we've been doing like teasing new stuff. Uh, they've literally, as we record this, have just released a new song, and I am itching to listen to it. So, but like they've been doing the same sort of thing, like you know, just teasing out stuff day by day. They their Twitter account, like their their all their social medias went completely silent. Um, uh, to the uh, a year to the date, a week ago. Uh, and then since they, then they've started teasing more stuff, and we finally got a new um, a new song from. And apparently they're coming back to Australia at the end of the year, so there's more Remember. money for another concert. 
Speaking of like, this is a this is a tangent. We got we're on a tangent now. Okay, bringing like up it. like what what they're doing there. Remember, you may not remember. I remember tracking it pretty closely. Back when Muse was announcing United States of Eurasia, right, and had all that weird like arg stuff where the the song mm-hmm. gradually got pieced together by people like as they figured out like problems uh-huh. like mysteries and stuff. It was just like. Yeah, that sort of stuff is cool. More of that sort I of stuff, it. please. I love it. But like just fun, not the stupid shit. somber stuff. <laughs> no, not somber stuff. Don't drag it on for that long. And like, Too I, long. I, going even further back, like I remember being so excited about. We've talked about ARGs on this game on this show before, but like, I remember going back to like the original, like with that I remember of Cloverfield. Like I remember being yeah. so into that one. And then the other one that everyone always talks about as well is the um. I, I'm not super familiar with it, but like the I Love Bees, um, Halo Two one as well mm. um joel don't forget we could be in a cloverfield movie right now we, just we don't could know be yeah exactly we could also be in death stranding so you could be. So death stranding that. is the next cloverfield movie oh jesus christ holy shit that's not a stretch we, um, we have to move on <laughs> we can't we can't keep putting tinfoil hats off tinfoil hats off let's go um all right kyron hit me with your next one okay i'm gonna pick the one that's it is initially just like a bummer, but also probably a good thing in the long run. So okay. today it was announced that Code Vein has been delayed. Oh, okay. So what say you? It's okay if you want to nope it. After playing it at PAX, I'm going to nope it because I just... Fair enough. I'm not into it. Um, well, the bulk of it, to, to, to give my quick summary... Right. Is Code Vein's been pushed back to 2019, no longer coming out this September, just because they think it needs more time. Personally, I think this is going to save the game from being drowned in yeah. better releases. That seems but to be yeah. what the, what the official uh, reason reasoning behind it might be. So yeah, yeah. makes sense. Well, oh, yeah, fair cool. enough. Cool. All right, moving on. Um, don't know how you go with this one. This was just a, another interesting headline that I actually didn't hear about until I was watching. Uh, Something kind of funny related, I'm pretty sure. Um, they were talk- They brought it up. Uh, there's an article over on... Uh, I think the original one's from Polygon. Um, one of the uh, one of the devs that worked on um, the Uncharted series uh, let loose a, a bit of a, a... A little tidbit of information he received whilst working on... Uh, uh, Unch- well, in Uncharted 4, about Unch- Uncharted 4 or Thief's End, is that... Um, the the red indicator when Drake gets shot um, doesn't actually mean he's getting hit with bullets. So that, that's all I, I'll say with the story. I say, I'm actually going to dope this because I saw the headline, but I didn't open the article. Yeah, so this is really cool. Um, apparently, so there, there obviously if you've played like an Uncharted game, the, the, the quote-unquote damage indicator is like the screen starting to go red and yeah. going to black and white until eventually Drake falls over. Apparently, that's not him being hit with bullets. Apparently, he never gets shot once. Um, so, Jonathan Cooper, who is the, the tweet that he's put up, it says, um, uh, side note, he responds to someone else where he goes, that's a mega swing, I think, where he, like, someone posted a clip from Uncharted 4. And he goes, that's a mega swing. Side note, I learned on joining the team, Drake doesn't ever take bullet damage. The red UI that shows hits is to represent his luck running out. Eventually, enemies will get a clear shot and kill him if he takes enough near misses. How fucking cool is that? 
it makes sense. It does make sense. You sort of go, a, you go into it going, oh, that's dumb. And then I, I, before you even finish the sentence, you're like, but actually that makes a lot of sense. Um, cause I mean, cause that game, one thing that game is really good at is people go down quickly to bullets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was always weird that Drake didn't, unless you put up a high difficulties, which was bullshit, but that exactly. makes, that makes sense. <laughs> Um, there is, a, I think there was a, in one in like Uncharted Two where he gets shot pr- at pretty close range, and like some some people are calling a little bit bullshit on it. But um, mm-hmm. that's fair. That uh, it, it, uh, there's a quote from this Polygon article says uh, it's astonishing that given the thousands of rounds of ammunition sent his way over the co- course of four video games, he's never been hit by one. But game director Amy Hennig confirms that it's true, and she goes on to say that was the original intention. Uh, to stay more aligned with the spirit and tone of the films we were homaging. Again, like... And it says down here on, in this article as well, it says, seen from that perspective, it sort of makes sense. When's the last time you saw Indiana Jones take a bullet anyway? Well, yeah, um, it also, it gets rid of that little that little issue that would be like, why is Nathan Drake able to regenerate health? Well, the exactly. answer is he's not getting shot. <laughs> Exactly. Um, it just, oh it, man, whole other another level. And like, there's not much to go into it about um, with that. But I just thought that was such a fascinating new, like, little tidbit of information that's been like confirmed true now. Like that's, yeah, no, such I, a, think, I think that's very cool. Yeah, it's such a great idea, and it, it, I already love those games as it is. But it just, it just adds on top of that even more than how much love and you can see how much love and care has been put into those games to have that little bit of information that's only just been like let out now into the world. Fascinating stuff. I want to go back and play all the Uncharted's now and just yeah. check that, there's, that he never takes any battle damage. Cause that, yeah. wow. <laughs> the only battle damage he takes is like, you know, usually in like hand to hand combat, but even then, yeah. like when he's getting hit, that can still count as his luck running out because he's getting hit and not dodging those, those well, blows when he's getting hit does the red stuff come up i don't think it does does it well i'm i'm i'm, I'm out it's of my not, death at this I point think i, don't it, know I it think does. it still does a little bit yeah but but it still it still makes sense like narratively if that's what they're going for um well there you go i've that's something i've learned today yeah exactly so that's what i thought kind of an interesting little tidbit there that's my uh, my last actual news story before we get to potentially a little game that I've got planned. But um, yeah, Kyron, what what else have you got for me? So I'm going to drop one of my ones because it's not really much. And what I'm okay. going to bring you, Joel, isn't even you won't be that excited for it. And honestly, it isn't even really a story. Okay. But I just think it's something that I want people to know about because they should be keeping an eye on this and they should play this game. Okay. Uh the developer of the the Zero Escape trilogy has announced his next project. I'm, I'm, look, I, I'm going to say dope to this just because I this is a series that I feel like I I kind of want to give it a go um, because I work in escape rooms and that's what these games are. Okay, so they really are. That's, <laughs> that's I I run escape rooms. I probably should play this, and I've heard nothing but good things about them. So yeah, lay it on me, Karen. Okay, so again, like I said, this isn't this is more so just a headline more than anything else. We don't know much about the game. He's yeah, cool. very much keeping it wrapped up in in very very cleverly because his games, like the Zero Escape trilogy, they are, they are games you just have to play. Like someone can't just sit down and go, "Oh, this happens," blah 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 blah. Like you have right. to play those games and really experience them to get them. But the new game, the new project, is called AI: The Somnium Files. 
There is a minute-long okay. teaser out there for it, but it doesn't showcase too much. Okay. Uh, we know that the there's a, a a detective named Konami Date. Sure. 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 <laughs> Just butchering pronunciations, it's fine. Uh, and yeah, like it'll be featured, like it, it'll take place in a high-tech version of Japan, um, which is cool. That. Like, I'm in for yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> that's that's got me hooked. Uh, again, not much to know about it beyond that. It is coming to Switch, PS4, and PC. Done. Getting that sweet Switch launch yeah. is beautiful. Man, uh, I hope they do bring the Zero Escape trilogy to Switch as well. But that's not. I was just about entirely. to say that. Like, if they do that, that's that's the tipping point. That's where I go. Right, yeah. done. I'm buying it. I'm playing that game. Easy. Very good. Like especially Virtue's Last Reward and yeah, Zero Time mm-hmm. Dilemma. Very good games. But yeah, uh, the character designer for this game is Yusuke Kazaki, who if you played No More Heroes or Fire Emblem Awakening, which I have played both, uh, oh. is very exciting news. That's really cool. Yeah, No More Heroes is but yeah. really, really dope. Yeah. Like I said, there's not much beyond that. It was announced at Anime Expo. Uh, and yeah, I'm very excited to see more of this game when it eventually comes to fruition. Yeah piggybacking off that with an even less thing as well like finally got to see that uh kill the kill trigger uh arc system works published game in a little bit of action at anime expo yeah as well. yeah super interesting the way that trailer goes published by arc system works supervised by trigger doesn't actually name drop the developer i can't remember who it is but it's nothing it's of it's a plus or something like that they've made a couple yeah. of games that haven't been super well received which is yeah. why i'm keeping my hype in check I it's, think there's a reason they're leading with like, hey, Arx is publishing this and, yeah. and Trigger is supervising. Yeah. Uh, look, hey, if it's a solid six, I'm in. Uh, I, I'll be happy with a solid six kill the kill game. Totally fine. Um, any chance for me to revisit that world? Um, cool. All right, Karen. I'm not going to give you anything. All I'm going to tell you is that I have a game for you. Okay. I've yeah, been very, I've been very excited about this game. Do you wish to take the challenge? You've basically put me in a situation where I have to say dope, Joel. Because if I say <laughs> nope, like you're just gonna, I can, oh, I can imagine you just crumbling to dust. I'll just bring it back next week. It's fine. It's timeless until I finally dope. But no, yeah, I'll exactly. say dope, Joel. God damn it! You gave me <laughs> nothing right. to say no to. All right, Kyron. So again, trolling through Reset Era to look for interesting threads and news stories and whatnot. And I came across one that was about the worst gamer tags you've seen. <sighs> so, uh, it also reminded me of a certain Twitter account that is a good good piece of fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the Reaper one. <laughs> uh huh. Absolutely. So, Karen, I have a game for you this week, and it's called Real Character or Reaper Name. I've got a title for oh, it. Like, see. Wait. So, what do you mean by real character? Like, so I'm going to give you. A name, and you've got to decide whether it's a Reaper name. So that means, if you're not familiar with that, someone uh, the, the gamer tag of someone who primarily plays Reaper in Overwatch, uh, which is usually like an edgy kind of edge lord type of name, or if it's a real character from a video game. I've done research on this card. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Joel! <laughs> I'm so happy. This is I've been I've been keeping this locked away all week, and I'm very excited for you. So, are you ready to play real character or Reaper name? I don't think I'm ever ready for it, but lay it on me. <laughs> All right, cool. So it's always Reaper names, one, man. Your first one is Necronemesis. 
Is that a real character or a Reaper name? I can picture that being someone's PSN idea. I'm going to go with Reaper name. Oh, ding, 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 ding. You are correct. That is a Reaper name. You're on the board. You're on the board. All right. <laughs> nice. All right. Let, let me find another one as well. Uh, ooh, I've got a lot, Kyron. <laughs> oh, God. I've got a lot. I'm not going to go through all of them. It's fine. Um. Okay. So you went to the Reaper, the Reaper Names Twitter account and just trawled through there for a bit? I basically did, yeah, for like a half oh, an God. hour. And then I also looked up, I looked up um, worst named characters <laughs> in history. Like lists so of I respect like this. Badly named characters. Yeah, dude, I've done the homework. I've put in the yards. Um, cool. All right. Dark Powered Demon. Dark Powered Demon. Mm, is that a Reaper name or a real character? Oh, please be a real character. Oh, it is not. It is a Reaper name. (laughs) (laughs) Someone picked that as their account name. Oh, God. Dark Power Demon. All right. Maybe be be careful. They might cut themselves on those edges. Exactly right. So edgy. Too edgy for me. Um, All right. Next one we've got is simply Doom Zone. Doom Zone? Mm Mm-hmm. Real character? It's a Reaper name, baby. <laughs> oh my god. John, are these all just Reaper names? But hey, you'll just have to play along and find out. Alright, I'll give you I'll give you a potential gimme. Ceaseless discharge. Joel. Exactly. I'm giving you this one. You, it's you, fine. You come into my home <laughs> and you you put the name. Of a Dark Souls boss in front of me. Especially a name like Ceaseless Discharge. Ceaseless like, Discharge is I thought, an awful name I, it, for an when awful I was, boss. When I was going through the list, I, that one, I was like, oh, you're going to get it, but I have to put it in there because it's such like, a bad name. When I saw that name, I think I just, I felt sick. <laughs> yep. yep. It's a name that makes me sad. It's like, it's not fun. It's not fun. It's not. <laughs> um... All right, are you ready for another one? Sure, let's go. All right, cool. We've got Skullomania. 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 Oh, Reaper name. It's a real character. Good God. <laughs> it is a, What's it a from? Char- it is a character from Street Fighter EX. Um, and, <sighs> and I can't remember Jeez. the exact article that I got it from. It's a Games Radar article. Um, with like, oh my god, top bad, uh, like the best, uh, worst names ever in video games. And they have like the, the way they've got it is like seen having a stupid name in Street Fighter EX, and they have like a name is stupid because it sounds like, and they say WrestleMania, WrestleMania only deadlier. Um, <laughs> so there's there's that one. Holy uh, shit. Uh, all right, here's another one for you, Karen. I've got I've got a few more. We'll go through a few more. I've got like maybe. I actually got a lot, but I'll go through like two or three more. We've got Never Ender. Never Ender. Reaper name or real character? Joel, there's so, it's so like, I'm going to go Reaper name, but it's. You are correct. It is a Reaper name. Oh my God. It's hard, isn't it? It's like, really, I, I purposely picked ones that I'm like, they're just dumb enough to be like character names in a video game. Like, yeah, like 
Yeah. The ones that have been characters, I'm like, they, I could imagine someone picking that as their PSN ID or like their, like their gamer tag and going, yeah, this is a cool one. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. When they're nine years old. Um, I'm going to play as this cool, edgy <laughs> Reaper guy. And having no knowledge of the fact that Sony will not let you change your gamer tag on, on the Yeah, PS4. no, like they're just like, stuck with it. Yeah, that's it. All right, couple more. Henry Cooldown. Please be a character. It is a character. And it is from a Thank game God. that you mentioned before, actually, briefly. Uh, oh, it really? Is, it is a character from No More Heroes. Oh, uh, wow. And they say uh, on this game. Uh, this game, yeah, it is a great game. I loved it. Um, minor flaws, but you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, the Games Writer article says the name is stupid because it sounds like a cheap way to have Down in his last name. The main character's name is Travis Touchdown, so naturally his rival should have the word Down in there somewhere, which is and that one correct. That's a that's a tricky pick, Joel, because Overwatch has cooldowns. <laughs> exactly, and that's why I picked it. I was like, dude, I've thought about this, man. I've I've put in. I'm so happy with this game. I'm very happy with this game. I, I want to make a jingle for it and everything. Um, <laughs> we see uh, a lot of Reaper names in our time playing Overwatch, and yeah, it's ridiculous some of those names they have. I'm going to run out of character names for real video, real characters. It's just going to be like this week's dumb Reaper names. Um, all right. Really quickly. Edge Maverick. These are ridiculous. Um... <laughs> Edge Maverick. Are you Edge serious? Maverick. Edge Maverick. Oh. Is it a Reaper name or a real can, character? Can I, before I give my answer, Joel, I just want to say that this game is great because I like that. You, I, I'm happy regardless of whether they are a Reaper name or a character name because it's exactly. just. Exactly. These are no, so bad. I'm going to say Reaper name. It is a real character. <laughs> Holy shit. It is a real character. Edge Maverick. In Star Ocean, The Last Hope. Uh, oh. And, uh, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, I have played no Star Ocean. I'm glad I'm not missing out on much. (laughs) You're missing out on the wonder that is Edge Maverick. Edge Maverick. Um, okay. Another quick one. That man. That man. That man. Mm -hmm. That man. T-H-A-T man. Reaper name? (laughs) It's a real character. Holy shit. From Guilty, Guilty Gear Exard Sign. Um, oh my god, Guilty Gear Arxis. Why? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a, weirdly, I picked all of these before because obviously I didn't know what the topics were going to be about. Weirdly relevant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Weirdly like, relevant. Um, and they say on this, on this article as well name is stupid because it sounds like laziness. Um, <laughs> and I was like, yep. Uh, that man. Oh my god, that's bad. Um, so bad. All right, here was another one. Chaos Theory. Chaos Theory. Reaper name? It is a Reaper name. Correct. Thank God. All righty. <laughs> uh, oh. last, last, last couple that we'll go through. Uh, Re- relevant to Ian Malcolm coming up earlier tonight. Uh, yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, shoot Gunner. Shoot Gunner. Character. Oh, like a real, per- real, real character. Real character? Yeah, it is. It's from Metal Gear. From original Metal Gear. Yeah, um, but if you ever want to laugh, go back and look at some of those early Metal Gear boss names. They're pretty bad. Yep, yeah, not great. Um, uh, we'll, we'll wrap up with one more. Uh, we've got Metal Shark Player. Metal Reaper Shark name? Player. No, that is a character 
I need to know what this character is. Your this is gonna this is gonna potentially make you a little bit sad. It is from Mega Man X Six. <laughs> it is a Mega Man oh. character. Oh, in a, in a Mega Man game. To be uh, fair, I, like I I don't know if X Six is a bad one, but there is a bad Mega Man X game. <laughs> by the name I'm of that sure. character, potentially could be the bad one. Um. And on this Games Radar article, it says uh, the, the name's stupid because it sounds like a device that plays metal sharks. What would even be on a metal shark? Music, videos, lots of teeth. Um, so they're all the oh actual. They're they're all the actual characters I found. I have at least three or four more Reaper names that I, I I've come across, and that was literally from like twenty minutes to half an hour of scrolling through that Twitter account. So go follow I the think... Reaper Names Twitter account for some good lols. Yes, I say definitely give that thing a shout out because yep. I remember back when we first started playing Overwatch and we started mm-hmm. encountering Reaper players. Some of those names, man. Yep. Oh, um, not so great. Yeah, that's that's my game for this week. I've set the precedent. That now. was incredible. I've, I've brought two games now. I feel like I have to keep going, but we'll see how I, I go. Like, I'm, like, I'm gonna have to try and cook up some sort of game. Hey, dude, reset era for ins- inspiration. <laughs> reset era. Yeah, people have some great topics of conversation on there, and I've like from that I've like reverse engineered games from it, um, which is yeah, we're, we're Reaper name or real character. Maybe I'll bring it back down the track. Maybe maybe like you know, episode one fifty or something as a special. Honestly, Special Joel, moment. you could you could nearly just make it like not make it a Reaper name, make it a gamer tag. Yeah, well, I, I was gonna like be a... originally gamer tags, but then like a Reaper name was. I, I was like, oh, the Reaper name's true account is pretty good because people keep posting kept posting that in the um reset era forum. But then I, I came up with the title of real name, real character, or Reaper name. I'm like, it, it writes itself. It's got a title and everything. Like, perfect, brilliant. Yep. Um, I can't believe some of those are characters. <laughs> Uh, as soon as I saw Ceaseless Discharge as well, I'm like, you're going to get it, yeah. but I'm going to put it in there because, you know. It's a horrible name. It's got, I'm gonna a throw horrible name yep. for, for Fucking... what is one of the worst bosses in Dark Souls 1. Like, Ceaseless Discharge straight up sucks. <laughs> uh, Fucking Edge Maverick, man. That Edge Maverick. Broke me. Like, broke me. <laughs> that... It sounds like a character out of a fanfic. Yep. So it's appropriate, I guess, that it came from Star Ocean, it but sounds, holy crap. It sounds like a Sonic OC. That's what it sounds like. Like, Edge <laughs> Maverick reminds me of when Homer changes his name to Max Power. Max Power, yes. <laughs> oh it's my the God. name you'd like to touch, <laughs> but you mustn't touch. <laughs> Shout out to the Simpsons for, yeah. for shaping our, our humor. Absolutely, absolutely. The, go- the good Simpsons, not the bad Simpsons. <laughs> exactly. The Simpsons bad. Yeah, it's real bad. Um, but yeah, that's about it for uh, for Dope or Nope this week. Um, Thank you for that amazing game, Joel. <laughs> you're welcome. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I've, I've been very excited to, to present that to you all week. So uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it as much as you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, after that uh, entertaining round of uh, real character or Reaper name. Uh, Classic. I think, I think it's yeah, dead. It's one of the greats. Um, I think we're going to go now into uh, finally kick out, uh, round out the episode and kicking it into the bonus round. Bonus round. Cool. So uh, bonus round is basically our question and answer segment where we take all your wonderful questions that you submit to us and we answer them on the show. Uh, and Pretty simple, really. 
Yeah, it's pretty simple. That's why I decide, we decided to jazz it up with the with the name bonus round and sort of make it seem a little bit more flashy than it actually is, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got some great questions this week uh, from some of our wonderful listeners, starting off with one from the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Sean Kirkpatrick. Shawnee boy draws on all the social medias. Go and hunt him down. He is just, just a genuinely good soul and I have all the time in the world for him. Um, he's he did all our graphic design work that you can see all over our uh, our new website and all of our uh, social media platforms and uh, and all of the uh, the artwork that he's done for us has been just sensational. I want to just print it. I just want to get it all printed up and just put it on my wall because I just love it. I it makes me happy every time I look at it. Um, and yeah, we love him very much. So, Sean asks us, what is your least favourite sequel of your favourite franchise, and why? Hmm. Current? Got anything, got anything um, that pops to mind? The immediate one that pops into my head mm. is Dark Souls 2 from the Dark Ooh. Souls trilogy. That's okay. So at least favorite makes sense. So it's like you know, it's still it's yes. still a decent game, but like it's uh, of the yeah, yeah. Technically, it is. <laughs> it's okay. Like it's fine. Dark Souls Two is a game where I I know a lot of people, especially like if you're a fan of From Software's games, but a lot of people heap a lot of praise onto Miyazaki, who was re- responsible for a lot of the best you know Soulsborne games. Yeah, and you really feel him not being there on Dark Souls 2, like, the world design yeah. is less interesting. The game is packed with bosses, but so many of them are just, you're like, well, this didn't need to be a boss. Like, you fight the Dragon Rider very early on, then you fight two towards the end, and it just sucks. You you fight, okay. like, Dragon Slayer Ornstein as, like, the old Dragon Slayer, and you're like, this is just a Dark Souls 1 boss repurpose. Like, sure, it's a cool nod slash homage, but definitely unnecessary. And, yeah, like, the game is not terrible. Like, I think at the very least, a Soulsborne game is worth checking out. But Dark Souls 2 is not super memorable or fun. Like, the Scholar of the First in Edition that came out for PS4 is better. Right. Uh, that game... Which is, which is fair, that's the one yeah. I played, so, yeah. that's That makes sense, I guess. Um, oh, boy. Uh, it's not my favourite franchise, and this is a bit of a gimme of an answer... But man, Mass Effect Andromeda, oh boy! Fair, that like is, that game. That is, is a not a good game. That is not. A, I mean, look, I'm. I know people have gotten enjoyment out of it and do actually think it's an okay game. That's totally fine. I personally just it was such a snooze fest. I just could not. I tried bring myself to get into it, and yeah, I the same. I was like, just can't do it. Just can't do it. And again, um, so much of me still just feels for Bioware having to make a game on Frostbite when Frostbite yep. wasn't really considered as an RPG engine. Like it just was, it was made for shooters. Yeah, and like you know, yeah. kudos to them for like exploring the whole open world thing. But it just it didn't. I had literally zero drive to explore any of those worlds. I'm like, I I did like that they went back to that feature from Mass Effect One, but yeah, because I mean, as like sure. Like, Mass Effect 2, like, the the zones were smaller and more planned out, which was fine, but it also made them, I don't know, less memorable. There were so yep. many, like, 
Mass Effect 2 planets that you land on, you're like, okay, cool, here's my cover, I'll shoot for some enemies, blah, 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 blah. It was sort of exciting to go back to having, like, a, a chunk of planet to explore, but it just wasn't really worth it in the long run, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah just missed opportunities, and now the franchise is on ice. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Cooling off for sure. Um, uh, got another uh, one for you, Joel. This one, ooh, this yeah. one I'm, I'm naming In Your Honour. Okay. Because I'm surprised you didn't come off it first, and it's it'll make you sad and might make you rant. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain from the Metal Gear Solid Fuck. series. Fucking oh, oh! Karen, um, I blocked that game out of my mind. That's why I managed so, to block it out. Okay, now when I like, it is definitely my least favorite sequel out of all those Metal Gear games. Like, yeah, for sure, and. And the thing is, it is a kicker, because every time I talk about this game, I have to say I don't like it, but I don't like it because it's called Metal Gear Solid. Absolutely. Because 100%. the game itself is so good, but... Yeah, it's fun. The, the role it serves in the story, and whilst it it does make sense of the long-winded mystery of how the fuck Big Boss was in Metal Gear Solid 4 in One Piece, oh. it just... That story is just... I, I can't forgive what happened and the actual phantom pain Kojima gave me. Kyron, we were talking before when we were talking about Kingdom Hearts with um, Chain of Memories and things being like, and it was all a dream and being so bad. That's what fucking Metal Gear Solid 5 is. It was like, it was not, it was not Big Boss all along. Oh, fuck you. Yeah, but it also does explain how Big Boss rocks up at the end of Metal Gear Solid 4, which was a question mark because he died twice, technically, in Metal Gear 1 and 2. Yeah, true. (laughs) But it doesn't make me completely okay with it. Fucking Skullface is a waste of a character, and just oh, oh, it's such a, yeah. But it you're did right. give us some um, sins of the father. Probably my favorite song from Fucking any Metal Gear song. game. Great song, great gameplay, great song, bad Metal Gear game. Great, <laughs> great soundtrack, great gameplay. Yep. Uh, I miss David Hayter. <laughs> yeah. Keep yeah. yourself one had like five lines. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which, oh, which you could you could defend and say, oh, there's a reason for that, but it's not a good reason, so I don't. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's okay. Not a good reason. Snakes in Smash, and he's voiced by David Hayter. He's coming yeah. out in Bomberman, voiced by David Hayter, both for Solid Snake and Naked Snake. So, but but Kyron, Kyron, it it was the medical along. Fuck, that's. I'm, oh. I'm sorry I brought this up, but that oh. is my. Least, if if I had to pick another series that I love, yeah, that has a game I don't like, like Phantom Pain. My God, two words, Kyron. Spirit tracks. Is is that your least favorite Zelda game? I is, I I of the games of of the Zelda games that I've played, it's okay. One of the ones I haven't finished, and the other one I didn't finish is not because I didn't like it; I just didn't get around to finishing it. Um, which is Wind Waker, but. Um, because I really liked that game, but um, man, Spirit Tracks is a bad game. So here's where I'm at. Like I, I have issues. My issues with Spirit Tracks come down to not liking the train stuff. Which, but the thing is, though, part of the game, I got to a point where the game was gate. The rest of the game was gated by a train part that I couldn't pass, and it was same here. Like. Good. I had like one of those bomb trains that I just couldn't beat, and I just mm-hmm. gave up and traded it in. Yeah. But oh man, I also really, really hate Phantom Hourglass. See, I like Phantom Hourglass. That's nah, the thing. Nah, 
I actually, nah. I don't. <laughs> nah, I, no, I don't. It's not no, by it's, no. <laughs> it's by no. It's by no. no means, it's by no means my like favorite of the series by a long shot. But like, I it's okay. It's fine. I enjoyed it. I finished it. It was good. I Let's just agree it. that the um the DS era of Zelda's were not good. <laughs> yeah, true. The 3DS though rectified that. Link Between Worlds, tops game. It is. It's a really good game. One of the best Real recent Zelda game. games. Absolutely. It's like that and Breath of the Wild that are up. It's just poor. Yes. Absolutely. Just really nailed. And like, it, like paying homage to the two different types of Zelda game as well. Like the top-down 2D, 2.5D element uh, of like Link, uh, Link to the Past and then also like, you know, the Ocarina of Time's open-worldy. Uh, and even, I guess, going back to like original Legend of Zelda as well. Um, yeah. Anything else to bring into mind, Karen? Um, look, there are so many franchises I love, but mm-hmm. given the time, I could probably come up with a bunch of answers to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, um, I think those are, those are the main ones that come to mind. Although, you know what? You know what, Joel? No. I'm going to say oh. it. Uh, Silent Hill Homecoming. Just Ooh. for being a god-awful Silent Hill game. And, I mean, Downpour came out after it, and Downpour wasn't great either, but I had more hope when I played through Downpour. Like, when I played through Homecoming, I was devoid of hope. I'd given up. (laughs) Rest in peace, Silent Hill franchise. I hate you, Konami. Oh, yeah. Fucking, fuck Konami. Hashtag fuck Konami. Fuck Konami. Um, Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's, I think that's all I've got that comes to mind as well. Like you said, I think if I had the time, I could have, uh, maybe scrape to get I, I, like we have a whole episode sort of dedicated to this kind of topic but but it um, bums me out <laughs> i know i know it's a bit of a downer we 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 we, we had a bit of a high on a oh. real real character or reaper names although i have to say it is a good way to sort of keep your hype in check for some franchises because it is possible good to point. sort of run away with excitement but you have to remember that not every entry in a series is a winner absolutely yeah, it's a very good point really good point Wise uh, words of wisdom there from uh, Mr. Kyron Morrison. Uh, but uh, thank you, Sean, for your question. It was wonderful as always, and we still love you quite a lot. You're yes. you're our you're our favorite sequel in our you're our favorite <laughs> franchise. I don't know. I tried to I tried to link it in somehow. It's, you it's tried. I don't think you yeah. succeeded though. I've spent I, I literally spent all my creativity on that game this week. That's I'm done. I'm spent. Um, it paid off. <laughs> It was worth yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, next up, we've got a question from Mr. Broderick Gordes, co-host of the Hunting Seasons podcast. Do you like television? Because well, I do as well. Uh, but if you really like it and you like hearing people talk about it, especially people who know very, very much in detail what they're talking about, um, go and check out Broad and Damask over at Hunting Seasons. Um, really, really great stuff. Love uh, love their, their show. It's just a really great format really great content um it's like a, a must listen to me every week um even if i haven't watched the the series i'll, I'll listen to their off topic uh hot topic segment as well it's good to hear them sort of do their little news segment um and so see what they're keeping up with in uh in the entertainment business which is great 
Uh, this I'm going to set episode... a little affair glow two episode this weekend. Yep. I'm so about halfway through two. it. I'm about halfway through it. And uh, oh, it's season very two? good. Or... Oh, no, no. Oh, the actual episode. Of, oh, okay. Um, have you, have you watched Glow season two yet? <laughs> oh, yeah, I have. Yeah, I finished it. Okay, finished good, it. good, good, good. We powered, uh, Ash and I powered through all of it up to episode nine. Um, oh, John. There's an then... episode about I just love that I would love to talk about. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, when we finish recording, I'll have a chat about that. Because, yeah, there's some... Holy shit, there's some really great stuff in this season. I really like yeah. this show. It's really, really good. Um, and then listening to Brod and Damas talk about it is making me love it even more. Um, so, because, spoiler alert, they really like it. So, um, But Brod asks us this week, what game franchises need to take a break or possibly even finish for good? Conversely, what franchises could continue, for, uh, could, uh, continue forever and always be welcome? Ooh. Ooh. Franchises hmm. that could continue forever but will always be welcome. Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's fair. That's fair. Right. I don't know. I feel like it, like I would for that sort of question, I'm like, my one of my favorite franchises, Metroid, I would always like a new Metroid. Souls yeah. born sort of game. Bring it on. Let's go. Uh Mario but, Kart. Mario, yeah, Mario Kart. Kart. Smash. Fuck, yeah, Smash. Like fucking yeah, keep them coming. They've, uh, the last like few iterations of those games have been really good, so it's like fuck it, yeah. just keep coming. If they release the same game with like new characters and new tracks, I don't care. I'll buy it. It's great. Let's when go. the core games fun. That's what matters. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you know those games, it definitely is. Um, yeah, there's some some gimmies there. Even Pokemon, like really. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you could get to a point where you could just sort of like reboot and go back through all of the the fucking generations again. And by the time we've done that, it's like a new lot of people coming through playing games. So it kind of makes See, the it... thing is they already sort of have, they do that already. Like they have, yeah, that's very true. Like they, they swap sometimes from like new game to remake and all that. So mm. yeah. Like heck, yeah. with let's go Pikachu and Eevee, we're on our third or fourth go through Kanto. Yeah, true. Yeah. You're not wrong. Um, man. All right. Do you have anything that, that needs to, needs to ease up one of my games that i would say needs to take a break is already sort of on a break mm. and star fox it's already on a break right now Ooh. so yeah but like that one, after that zero one... like yeah I w- i'm good how do you feel uh, how do you i mean I, i'm pretty sure we've talked about it before on the show but like i mean if that star fox grand prix thing is real like are you are you down to clown with that i'm super interested but yeah like, without actually knowing what it actually is, like, I am cool not hearing from Star Fox besides in Smash at the moment. Like, yep. Zero, like, it just, I just couldn't stand it. And I wanted to, because, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, I do like Star Fox. Platinum Games was involved. And I just, I do like a good spaceship shooter game. And it just, those controls just put me off. And then it was just another retelling of the first game again. For sure. Except yeah. not super engaging. Oh, yeah. Shit. Nah. So yeah, like, I don't know. That's just one of those series where I feel like Nintendo just doesn't know what to do with it, which would explain how we could arrive at the point where Grand Prix could be a real thing. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, not awesome. It sucks, but like, you know, yeah. good good answer. Um, I'd probably say Need for Speed. Just fucking take a break. Just. <laughs> I mean, again, it also sort of is on a, on a break at the moment as well pretty much yeah take a break 
fucking release a new burnout game. Just yeah, do it. it. It'll suck too, and then put that back on the hiatus. Fuck it. And then bring uh, back Need for Speed. And then bring back Need for Speed. That's fine. Subpar arcade races for fucking generations to come. Um, oh boy, and it, okay, here we go. Actually, no, because they've actually the last one they released, and the next one is actually a game I kind of want to play. I was gonna say Assassin's Creed could wrap up. Assassin's Creed needs to wrap up. I think they need to wrap up the whole thing, just and then maybe start fresh with the same idea with a different, um, like setting or something or different background. But like oh, that's sort of like the the thing with Assassin's Creed is the overarching story has sort of been in the background for ages anyway. That's true. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, fuck it. I know it makes a lot of money. COD, it's the same game. Fucking just stop it. I've, Unpopular I'm, opinion. I'm really interested to see how Black Ops Four can position itself in the yeah. market this year. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter. It'll make heaps of money, but like, I'm curious to see how it will be remembered after it's come out. But will it make heaps of money? Like, in contrast to other. COD games that's the thing see I don't know like World War yeah. 2 was that the most recent one World War 2 mm-hmm. yeah yeah that one did really well so it was sledgehammers I guess but yeah hmm man I don't know so, I'm trying to think of other things that I've got I've got rolling around my head yeah I'm trying to like I'm trying to think of franchises that get heaps of entries like lots that's a, yeah true with yearly iterations um. Sorry, just going back to ones that can continue forever and always be welcome. Persona, just keep them going. <laughs> Persona, yeah. Every, every yeah, five okay. or six years, yeah. just give me another one. It's fine. It's good. I'm cool with that. Let's. <laughs> I'll I'll play it. It'll be my game of the year. Like you've already guaranteed that. You've already guaranteed my sale. You've already guaranteed any merchandise you sell to me. It's fine. You're good. I'm always on the lookout for like persona news. And I remember, I I think it was relatively recently. They're like, I think they're at the point where like, what, what color will we go with a persona six? I'm like, Oh, it's starting. Let's go. Let's do it, baby. (laughs) See that game in like eight years. (laughs) Fucking I'll be there. I'll be there uh, day one. Don't forget Joel. uh, Just the other day, it was the 10 year anniversary of persona four coming out on ps2 i did see that yeah that's fucking awesome good game solid game one of the greats um absolutely one yeah of the wow um i'm really stumped i think that's all i've got going for me because the thing is a lot of a lot of franchises i think could use a break sort of have long breaks because i was going to say final fantasy yeah. but there's already like six years well i mean besides the mm-hmm. 13 trilogy like those games have reasonable gaps between them. Um, yeah, and it's like, and all the games that have have t- like all the franchises that have taken a, a sizable break, uh, either have been announced to be coming back or on the precipice. Like it's it's only a matter of time before it comes back. Yeah, um, there's yeah. always like buzz buzz around those sort of things, like things like I'm Animal trying to think. Animal Crossing and stuff like that, but I, I'm not saying that needed to take a break. But yeah. I really want. I'm trying to think of one that would be like a good hot take, but I just a lot of them are just like, well, yeah, that no, 
I got nothing. I got no hot takes. Not a thing. Oh, you've stumped us. You've stumped us, bro. You've, you've, you've brought us to a standstill. I mean, a lot of games are just on much more reasonable release rotations. Like, the obvious yeah. one. Like, Call of Duty is definitely a very obvious one, even to a degree. Battlefield. But, like... Mm. Yeah. There's been a, there's been a decent, well, you know, I guess, two years between fucking, Battlefield 1 and 5. Fucking, it's probably going to happen too, but Ice Battlefront for a while. Just, <laughs> just don't. Just didn't, don't with that for a while. I don't want to, I don't want to spend too much time talking on it, but didn't they, they removed Palpatine from that game, didn't they? They removed him. I saw a headline about that. I, I don't want to, I don't, haven't done my oh. research to bring it up, but like. Yeah, no. I, what a weird I, thing. Weird. Anyway. Uh. I, I've got nothing else. I'm, I am nah. officially stumped on this one. Um, I mean, out of all of the ones that I, I think Call of Duty is probably the best answer, but like, yeah, again, because they have they have three studios worked out, like the rotation works pretty well. And each time they but, do release a new one, it's relatively different. I think we're just yeah. saying that because it's not a game that we're super into, I guess. Well, because then yeah. the other answer would have been Assassin's Creed, but it had its break, came back, yep. and Origins was pretty good. And now Odyssey yeah. is also shaping up okay. <laughs> I actually kind of want to play like Odyssey. I'm kind of I'm in Odyssey in like yeah, day I'm, one. I haven't played a fucking Assassin's Creed game since Black Flag, and it's a good Assassin's Creed game. It was a good game. I didn't finish it, but I played a bit of it. It was good. It was fun. I mean, if, um, if if I could crown Assassin's Creed any award, like any special title, it would be probably the franchise that I've had this thought the most. Like AC Two was like, yeah, this is really good. Then Brotherhood was like, okay, this is mostly the same. Revelations is like, oh, you need to take a break. Three was just, oh, you definitely need to take a break. Then oh, four yeah. was good again. And I was like, okay, all right, this is good. And then it was Unity. And I was like, oh, no, no, break. <laughs> no, <laughs> Back on no. break. <laughs> but break, let that game cook a bit longer. Yeah. Finish, then finish Syndicate that was game. good again. Syndicate was like, okay. And then they had their break. And then Origins was really good. Yep. So. Maybe Odyssey will be even up the next one where I go, nope, back on. Take a breather. Yeah. Maybe. I don't think it's going to happen, though. No, um, it looks really good. It looks fun. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Um, cool. Well, thank you very much, Brod, for your question. I, I'm thoroughly stumped by that one. It really got me. I tried. I, you know, almost burst a blood cell. Or a blood, a blood cell? <laughs> oh dude i'm starting to get tired now <laughs> it's it's starting to settle in man my coffee that i had that was making me nice and alert and actually like a comprehensible human has wear is wearing off slowly um so we're going to move into our final uh question more of a uh i guess a discussion topic i guess uh from our good friend mr ben clark uh good friend of ours uh, also, my uh, wonderful, wonderful DM for my Dungeons & Dragons game. Uh, he's best in the biz when it comes to DMs that I've played with. What a legend. Um, but yeah, and just a genuinely awesome person that we love. So, uh, he doesn't have a podcast to promote, I'm sorry. I, 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 he keeps telling me he's working on one. <laughs> I think he was going to do a podcast of like reviewing all his friends' podcasts. That was what he was going to do. Um, he should have different different friends on the review our podcasts. Oh man, man, that'd be great. I'd listen. You can to go that. deeper. <laughs> ben, get on that. Get on that now. Let's do it. Um, 
Ben's, uh, he came across a, a list. He says, like, just came across this list and was wondering what uh, you'd sub in or agree slash disagree with. Uh, and he said, this is the best games of the decade, according to IMDb. So, this right. is from the, the last uh, 10 years, I guess, from this decade, from the, the, the 10s, I guess, the 2010s. Um, I got some big ones for this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go from 10 to 1. So, at number 10, we've got Red Dead Redemption. At uh, number 9, we've got uh, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Uh, at number 8, we've got The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Hearts of Stone. At number 7, we've got Mass Effect 2. Number six, we've got Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Uh, number five, Grand Theft Auto 5. Number four, Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, Blood and Wine. Number three, Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. Number two, The Last of Us. And number one, God of War. Now, these are ordered in, uh, like, list of, I guess, their rating on IMDb. So I suspect, yeah. Yeah, So because they've got the scores next to them. So God of War on IMDb at the moment is currently sitting at 99 uh, and then as a comparison point, number 10 at Red Dead Redemption is sitting at 9.5. Um, okay. What, what say you, Kyron? You, you seem right. like you've got some, you got some, st- you got some, uh, grievances to air. So first of all, can we just not have the Witcher on here three times? Just make yeah. it one game for Wild Hunt. I, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Like, I know, I, I know get... this. Yeah. There's the, the, the whole argument for it. The fact that it's like, um, those those expansions feel like games of their own. That's fine. At the end of the day, still expansions. Still Witcher three. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's probably my mate. I was like, ah, oh, come on, guys. Like, yeah. but no, if, I agree. If I had to pick some bigger missions, and I was like, oh, the decade. I wonder if it counts. But I see Skyrim there in twenty eleven, so it does because this game came out around the same time and should definitely be on this list. And that's Dark Souls for God's sake. Yeah, true. But yeah. Uh, beyond that, like Persona five. Persona Five, it, like four it is... maybe, but five especially. Five was the one that cracked. Oh yeah, a bit. four would definitely have been this decade as well. Exactly, like four golden. You'd have to put it as golden. I'd say. I think yeah, golden, yeah, definitely golden, golden was the oh. one that was the. I mean, golden cracked for popularity, but like it's, mm. but what it Go- added to the game is, you know, yeah. negligible. Golden cracked the Western market. That and IMDb is probably a more Western oriented website, so I feel like that should be. But yeah, Persona Five, man, that's the one. That's the one that everyone was talking about. People that hadn't played Persona before were playing that game, like, and and getting in on it. And it's just, oh, man, Persona Five, just yeah, like, oh. yeah, like I, I I would really like to sit down and like sort of comb over a list of like the top games that came out in the last decade and make my own top ten. It would look very different from this. Maybe um, we should do that. Maybe we could do that as a topic. Uh, Come back weeks. next week with our results. <laughs> next week, all right. Well, maybe we, we we could do it at some point. But yeah, next week we'd do it for sure. Oh, on a slow like... news, slow news week. I'll start working on it we'll, we'll, when because... we're both happy with lists. I mean, I think the list is pretty good. Like uh, these ten games are incredible. I would just probably sub in again. I would roll the witches into for one game, mm-hmm. and I would probably put in Persona and Dark Souls and. I don't know. I really feel like I'd like to have Breath of the Wild in there as well. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's a good point. Near, near Automata? Near Automata. I feel like there needs to be an indie representation in there, but that's just me. Um, there's, there's lots of good indies out there right now. Hollow Knight. <laughs> they're, really, they're really... Yeah, fucking Hollow Knight. Put that shit in there. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I. I mean, it's not to say like these these games are good. Like God of War is incredible. Absolutely, absolutely. You will be hearing a lot of God of War come go to lists in a few months' time later this year. Absolutely, yes. Uh, And like Last of Us is classic. Like it's it's. I I adore that game, for all its like, horrifically somber. storytelling elements in it but you know and i'm excited that we're getting a sequel to it and i never if you'd asked me that after i'd played the last of us and said to me there's going to be a sequel to this game and you're going to be excited for it i'd be like bullshit um but yeah but here we are yeah absolutely mass effect 2 suicide mission man like you iconic suicide mission is unforgettable absolutely yeah 100 percent red dead redemption probably my favorite rockstar game yeah, actually, you're, you're not wrong. I did enjoy GTA Five a lot, but yeah, Red Dead is just... There's something Red special gets, about that game. It gets me for its story. Like, GTA Five's mm-hmm. story was okay, but man, Red Dead's story was really engaging. Yeah, yeah, GTA Five's was fun. Like, I enjoyed the story, and I enjoyed playing around with those characters and having those heists and doing those missions and seeing how they interacted with each other and all that sort of stuff. And the three playable characters thing... I guess that's probably why it's a, a good one to have on there because it's, you know, an interesting mechanic that doesn't get really used in like a third-person action game all that much. Yeah, but honestly, even the even that game didn't use it that much. Like, it was a couple of of interesting instances, but it mm. didn't get used as much as I would as I would like it to have been. But you just know, the ability, just, just the ability to switch at any time though, like yeah. in the open world, just being like, cool. I wonder what Trevor's doing, and he's like face down in the desert wearing a dress Let's... and like clutching a bottle no. of fucking. Let's be honest here. You would always just swap to Trevor to see what he's doing, and you'd cross your fingers and hope you get the, his best one, which is um, Scooter Buddy. Is it Scooter Buddy? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, you be. have to if, look it up. Like it's a, it's the one where he, where you swap across him. He's on a scooter with someone, like he's following someone, and he's mm-hmm. clearly just just wiped out, and it's just hilarious. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, like I do think the list is pretty good, but. There are some those emissions that I mentioned are probably big ones that I would yeah. slip in there. It's a good. It's a good. It's relatively varied. There's a lot I'm of surprised you didn't you games, didn't but... bring Bloodborne to the table. Well, yeah, personally, yes, hundred percent. Like I, I, I feel like I really do feel like that. That was a game in like almost like peak Souls hype that got a lot of people who had not played the Souls games into that whole franchise and genre, I guess, in a way. So, yeah, I, I think that's, for me, importance-wise. I think that's, a, that's, a, that's yeah. definitely up there. Um, hmm, so, yeah, it's interesting stuff. I think, yeah, The Witcher 3 being on there three times is a bit bullshit. Yeah, like... What we'll do is we'll, we'll make our own lists and we'll, we'll bring them... Yeah, I like, I I like that. Them. It's, hmm. I, can, I reckon we could throw them together in a week, Joel. All right. Leave it with me. I'll see what I can do. Let's, we'll, we'll see what we can All do right. with that. That's a good we'll one. Check back in next week. <laughs> I like it. Well, thank you very much for that, Ben. And you'll have to stay tuned for part two of that conversation when we have it next week. Um, ooh. But, ooh, mystery. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> but I reckon that's an episode, Karen. What do you think? I think you are just about right. Yeah. So take us home. In that case... 
We would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate it if you've reached this point, especially if you're listening to us on our... We're now available on Spotify, as we said earlier. We we submitted, yeah. we got approved, and you can just go follow us on there if, if you if that's how you listen to your audio, which honestly is how I listen to most of my audio. So having my our podcast on there, very good. Uh, yep. But you can if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us... First of all, first and foremost, on our website, www.dialogueoptions.com. Uh, you can shoot us an email over to contact at dialogueoptions.com. Uh, just alternatively, both Facebook and Twitter, we are there, just Dialogue Options. You can look us up, comment, messages, leave us an, a, a, a tweet, whatever you want to do. Uh, whatever podcast platform of choice you listen to us on, we do appreciate any likes, shares, reviews, stars you can give us. We, uh, not, uh, we, we, yeah, we not only just uh, appreciate it; it's almost like it's borderline vital for us to um to grow the show. Like we really, we we obviously are going to keep doing this, and we love it a lot. But we'd love it if, like you know, we could get ourselves out there to a, a bigger audience that may not uh, know who we are or have heard of us before. And the best way to do that is to by just putting in that like five star rating. Uh, and writing a little review I always, for us. I always feel so bad because so many people I know have podcasts and I can't contribute to, contribute to their success because I don't use iTunes. <laughs> yeah, no, true. I, I, I have uh I have left my messages on on a couple of um on a couple of our podcasts. I'm not gonna say which ones because I'm gonna make them all fight I, over it. So if I, I would if I had iTunes if I had an Apple account and all that stuff, but I don't, yeah. so unfortunately yeah. I can't. But if you do, then feel free to do it for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my train of thought now. Sorry, I interrupted there. That was my bad. I think we're good. <laughs> I yeah. think we're, good. I think yeah. we're up to our Twitter handles. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, All right, cool. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at X, where Joel, I tell you what, they announced the uh the new Dragon Ball Super movie for December. Ooh. It's Broly again. I'm bummed Ooh. out. I'm hoping he's good, but fuck, Broly's boring. <laughs> Kakarot. It's exactly that. That's it for like two hours. There you go. Uh, the biggest news is uh, the, the the Broly fans around the world finally celebrating his his uh, potential addition to the official canon because he's had three movies so far, but none of them are canon. They're all like <laughs> in separate weird movie universe canon, but this one is officially a part of the super continuity so i guess yeah congratulations broly you finally made it into the big boy leagues of of like freezer and cell and margin boo as being an official villain congratulations uh you worked hard for it and you said one word for most of your movies so that's admirable but <laughs> well done. where can i find you joel <laughs> uh you can find me at jolly mac where uh uh been doing some tweeting been doing some bits been some You've retweets been doing some tweeting been doing some I tweets did- I asked a serious question. I should have made it as a poll. Damn it! But I did oh, ask Joel, a, a serious. I, I did ask a serious question. I posted a serious Twitter question. Do you scroll from bottom to top, or top to bottom? What do you do, Karen? What do you do? I... Oh, that's a good question. Right. I think I. I had it was like a it was like a shower thoughts moment I had the other day. I was in bed like scrolling through Twitter. And I'm like, I wonder if people scroll Twitter the same way I do. Because like Facebook okay. makes sense because like when you when you launch the page or launch the app you're at the top, yeah. But but when you go into the app on Twitter, it's just like where you were left off basically. 
So do you scroll all the way to the top and then go all the way down? I think you... it sort of... De- oh, you can't... I was going to say, can, you can sort of see like the, the thing on the side. It depends on how far that is from the top. If it's close to the top, I'll be like, yeah, okay. But if it's, say, halfway on the screen, I will just flick back to the top of that feed. <laughs> <laughs> yep, no, fair like, enough. But um, yeah, like it all depends on that. Like, man, that's a good question. Yeah, right. Now I'm gonna be really, I'm gonna be really self conscious about how I scroll Twitter. Thanks, Joe. Right? Yeah, no, no worries. I'm here. I think I, I I'm to mostly give. bottom to top, but I, I'm, I'm bottom to top as well. So that's yeah. Josh, but am I Josh doing from it wrong the, now? Uh, 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 no, we'll see. I thought I don't know, but, but Josh from Point and Click said that he goes top to bottom. So there you go, spanner in the works. I'm paranoid now. Yeah, I know, right? They're watching. Maybe us. I'll only use it on my computer. Big Twitter's watching us. Um. I also tweeted out about uh, apparently Insert Coin, um, which is a great video game clothing line. Um, I'm saying this as a genuine fan, not because they're sponsoring us. Although, if somehow someone from Insert Coin is listening to this and they want to sponsor us, holy hell, yes, please. Uh, you just want I that love- Persona swag. I fucking oath. I do know all this stuff is really good. Actually, I've I've got um, my uh, yeah my Yasugami High hoodie from Persona Four, and it's so comfy it's one of the most comfortable hoodies that i own um but they're also they announced that they're launching a persona 5 line probably within hours and i my wallet is crying already um i'm not looking forward to slash excited for looking at that if we see you on the street we'll know why yeah exactly i'll look exactly i will look exactly like I'll, i'll be like camping out on the street but i'll look like ryuji (laughs) <laughs> like, I'll have the Zoma God shirt and Zoma like, God tartan pants, and I've dyed my hair blonde. Yeah, anyway. And you'll talk too loud about how you're part of a Phantom Thieves, and I'll be always like, <laughs> Ryuji, you are on thin ice, mate. Just shut the fuck up, Ryuji. Yeah, that's me. Just shut your mouth. Hundred <laughs> percent me. Um, that's all I've been tweeting about this week, Aaron. Well, in that case, I'll wear a wonderful theme song by you, Joel, made by you <laughs> Thank for you. us. I, I, uh, I must admit here, I did have a suggestion from uh, from uh, Broad about what we could call the song as well, but I'm thinking okay. about I'm thinking about maybe putting it out as like a uh, a suggestions thing as well. I really like Broad's suggestion, but I want to see if what what people can bring to the table out there. So if you've got a suggestion about what our, the title song for our show could be, hit me up. But I'll tell you after this we is all news recording. to me. So I'll, I'll have I'll have you uh, I'll, I'll I'll tell you after we finish recording. He sent me a message about it, and I was like, it's actually really good. In that case, well, we'll let it, we'll let the song take you out, and we'll catch you guys next week. <laughs> See ya. Bye.